Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. Was hard, but not anymore. Thanks to Wondersuite from Bluehost. Answer a few questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically create your website or store. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content, and we automatically help you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. The following video is sponsored by Ridge Wallet. Here we go. Here we go, come on now, come on now. No, 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 oh, that, that's just so inconvenient. Huh? What's this? Hmm, let's see here. Oh, now that's convenient. Able to hold up to 12 cards and cash, the Ridge Wallet is one of the most convenient purchases that you can make for yourself. So if you like convenience, there's a link in the description down below with your name on it, technically mine. That's ridge.com slash maddie. Head over there, get 10% off your order, free worldwide shipping, free returns. Once again, that's ridge.com slash Maddie. Check it out if you like convenience, which I know you all do. Salutations, everybody. It is Maddie here today, and welcome to episode 300, Real if you well. will. If you will. No. I, you guys said 299.5. I listened to part Blue, of last week's show. Maddie. No, that's we it. Did. I missed out. Okay, missed out. all right, whatever. 301, fine. 301 of the ham radio <laughs> podcast. Maddie, you should be embarrassed. <laughs> okay, you weren't here for episode 300. This is your show. I know. I know What's that was happening? pretty weird when we figured yeah. out. Oh, and this is Carrick with ACG, who was here. Right. I was Who's also here. here uh, Dustin. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I was here as well. A ACG and I, we held down down the ship for Maddie's right. podcast on Maddie's channel. Okay, I'm Dustin with Did Handsome you know Phantom. it was 300 when you when you when you bowed out? Did you know it was 300? Yeah, because I didn't even know. It was, oh, because I didn't yeah. even know it was three hundred. Well, because wow. we've never really done. We no, tried we a special in the past, yeah. and I think we went live or something. And I was just like, this in the scheme of things, I was like, it's kind of fucking dumb. Like, it's a podcast number. But um, the reason for those who are wondering, I was gone. Is this will be Sunday when it goes live to everyone? So the next day will be what I'm calling sort of as a joke, but it actually is like. I want to say content overhaul, but I'm calling it Mr. Matty Plays 2.0. Adding a lot of new stuff. We're doing some some fun things content-wise. And so really excited about that. And I've been working on this for a number of weeks now. And so this last two weeks is sort of in the crunch period where I got to get all of it done um, and recorded. So I appreciate you boys holding things down. Now, I'll note this. As I got slandered in the first 10 seconds of my show, I offered to pay both these assholes, and they said no. So you know You know what? why? The pariah stance is much better than the yeah. Page just page. holding it over my head, right. I can't do anything right. about that. We're not dumb. We're not dumb. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're just like it's okay, Maddie. Because I think I, I don't remember. I don't even know if I think we were too busy. We didn't even say it's okay. But it's like I would rather be like it's okay, and then consistently needle you about it for the rest of my life. And I, I'm sure Dustin feels the same. That's the we best can get the money currency. anywhere, man. <laughs> yeah, right. Guilt. That's the thing is that. Maddie, I mean, all of us work together so regularly now. And Maddie and I, I mean, Maddie has hired me for things. And so I'm just like, you know what? I can do this favor for Maddie at some point. Maddie, you know, I'll need a favor from him. And then he'll say he's too busy. So oh, it's fine. Oh, not that part. No, 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 wow. no. See, I was agreeing. I was like, yeah, Dustin gets it. I get it now. No. <laughs> all right. I got a story real quick before we get started because I told you guys we're, we're starting this a little bit later. Um, and this is what I mean by born late, right? Because I was on time. I was on time. It was, it was 420. I'm sitting mm -hmm. here in my seat. 
mother texts me. She goes, Blends Matt, it. you left your lunch and your dinner at home. And I was like, all right, well, I'll order something. She's like, I can bring it to you. I'm close by anyway. I'm like, okay, sounds good. Swing on by. So I try to be, instead of having my mom come in, make the stairs and everything, I'm like, I'll go out and meet her. So I leave the studio unlocked, walk out. Uh-oh. Leave the building unlocked, walk out. Someone else was in there. So I'm sitting there waiting on the on the curb. See someone walk by me. Don't think much about it. Get my lunch. Go back. I'm fucking locked out. I look at my Apple Watch and I realize, fuck me. It's it's like 425 right now. I've got a podcast in five minutes and I cannot get inside. So I run I run my mom down. I'm like, yo, I, I can't get in. And then we come up with the idea. Let's go to the place that, you know, sold me this space. So I go there. I get a key, a spare key. I'm like, okay, cool. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, she's like, I, I see the key and I'm like, this looks like the key I use for my studio. Is this for the front door? Yes, Matthew, it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can guess what happens. I, as, as I DM'd you folks, I, I, I run back to my office. I'm like, got to do the ham radio podcast. I stick the key in, doesn't twist. I'm like, motherfucker. Sprint all the way back to tell her key doesn't work. <laughs> she's not there now. She's not there. I'm like, this is all happening in like a 10 minute span. I'm like, what the? Are you kidding me? So I didn't, then my phone starts ringing. I'm like, what now? Who wants me? Like, I get pissed. I check. It's my mom. I'm like, all right, mom, what do you got for me? She's like, Matt, there's a lady here. She's letting, she, she's unlocking the door right now. I'm like, so she gave me the wrong key. So I, so I was doing sprints, man, before this. So I'm pretty wired up. But in this 15 minute span, I managed to get access to my place and it was not thanks to me. That's my story. Thanks wow. for listening, gents. What a day. Yeah, I mean, really. What's going to happen next, Maddie? I mean, you gotta, you better watch your step. <laughs> or first first world Maddie with his first world little issues. Whatever. I was a bitch. Yeah. I had a problem getting into my fucking New York studio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. People are going to think that's real. <laughs> no, I, I know you're not. <laughs> it's like I'm recording. Dogs are on my back. My bed is against my ass. I'm all sweaty because I can't get out of my five by five room. Maddie couldn't get in to the second of two studios he has whatever it's cool i'm just joking. second <laughs> i know i was just joking i don't I wish. People to think that's real that's maddie 2.0 is another studio yeah, yeah i bought another place wow. property just because i could be, <laughs> dude have you noticed that i've seen a lot of youtubers and twitch streamers be like i'm buying another house blah 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 we're going to be something shopping. with taxes that i'm and missing I'm like, like a loophole i don't yeah, know about right there's <laughs> there must gotta be. be something i'm not like, getting hey, if i here. buy this house and I show it in a video. Right. Could, the house is a piece of my is, content. Is, I you can write, write it, it out. Yeah, write your house <laughs> off. Be like, eh, using it just for the videos, man. Yeah, I think right that <laughs> something we got to consider, guys. You know, this has been happening on Twitch. There's been a lot of controversy. Maybe it's time to use our sexuality to our advantage. Uh, maybe hot tub stream. You know, that's a big thing right now. There's a lot of arguments about whether or not. Is that real? I didn't know that was real. It's real. Yeah, I had oh, to look into real. it. Yeah, the... I didn't know at first if it was real. Wow. It's it's dude, it's so funny because there's people that are like people that are mad because they're 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 wrongfully like, oh, I'm losing all my viewers because of these hot tub, you know, hot tub streamers. Okay. Um <laughs> and then there's other people that are like, you hate women because you don't like the hot tub streamers. And I'm I'm just kind of here like, is Twitch a platform for women for in bikinis to be in, you know. Like, is that, is that what Twitch wants to be? I thought it was a game focused site. I don't know. It's a very complicated way with it is if I were Twitch, I would take the just chatting and say, just chatting under, uh, 18 
and then have a not safe for work yeah. or over and be like those that still holds every value we've had already. So you go into the not safe for work. It's not going to be people banging. It's going to be these <laughs> outliers. And and you even state nothing is changing in that section. It's just you can't do that kind of stuff in this section. And if you do, we'll come after you. Uh, it, it's just weird. I mean, and it's going to happen. It's like, dude, you have movie stars doing OnlyFans. Like it's we're getting into a weird world of like self-expression, and it's <laughs> free money. Bl- and it's not only like free money. There's the one girl who did like um she did like uh Fred Savage's TV show, uh Wonder Years, or one of those. Or Fred, uh, wrong guy. Somebody meets the world or whatever, and she uh the, one of the girls from it is now a porn star slash OnlyFans. She made more in like one month than in a year of normal work, and it's like and is set to make more. So people see that and they're like, you know, it's like NFTs. You draw a picture of Snoopy, fucking put it as an NFT and you sell it. You know, we're getting into this weird area of like money in odd places where there's money not a lot printing of work itself. required. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's not a lot of work required, which I don't actually have an issue with. Yeah. It's just, it's work hard smart, to track hard. down. Twitch needs to make sure their rules fit everybody though. And that's the one thing I would agree. If anybody bitches, man, there's people who've tracked this shit where some people get banned for like ever. And other people get like 85 bans. They just yeah. keep getting back onto the channel and then you start looking at who they are. And that's when I can see some, you know, where you would look at that and be like, listen, either let it or don't. But it's got to be like if I went and was, you know, topless or that's the problem with a guy. He's only got one spot that's considered not able to be shown. But if I was doing a hop tub thing, they shouldn't be able to ban me for anything. Dude, but I don't totally know if that's exactly do that. You could do that for charity and you would raise massive cash. I'm going to be brutally honest, man. I got I apparently have a very huge pause for effect. Oh, gay, gay community that loves that loves my stuff. And I get oh. I get Twitter's about it all the time. Like one time Perfect. I brushed my beard against the thing and people were like ASMR stream. Oh. Carrick, Carrick just talking, just and I'm just like, you know, whatever, man. If it gets to that point, you might see me doing it. I love it, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it man. Let's talk about games. Brush man. my beard. Yeah. I uh, I feel like with YouTube I, that they could they could take over the streaming space if they did because they have like the the membership thing. If you could gift memberships, yeah. like you could gift subs, I think a lot of people would move over because the Amazon tie-in to Twitch is so good, and Maddie. Mm-hmm. It's why I stay on Twitch because people just like hit hit membership because they already have twitch prime or yep. amazon prime like that is a beautiful idea on their part i don't I agree like oh so smart when they did it yeah i agree entirely so hopefully youtube will compete i like streaming there yeah. on youtube more maybe because i get more interactions on youtube that makes a lot more sense i get anyway. different <clears throat> mental interactions on youtube than on twitch. youtube is much more negative Oh, See, it's like, funny it, because I had that at first, but as I started doing it more and we got like, I think a team of 10 mods involved, it cleaned up real fast. And well, you also have a team of 10 mods involved. Yeah. So but I'm saying that even if like they, they, they started showing up less and less because they got filtered well enough, yeah. not where yeah. like things over were time, controlled, right? but like, yeah, over the course of two streams, really, that's where you had to like really cut out a lot of the negative, annoying, weird shit. And after that point in time, it's been it's been really nice. So right. the other day, I was on a show. It's either Game On Daily or Games On Daily. I want to make I sure I get it that. right. I was on a show. Oh, it's Game On Daily. Shout out to those guys. Nice dudes. Uh, other than the fact they're European. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
that became a shtick for me because I made fun of Europeans in my first episode of Sacred. It's I've never lost that. People always remind me that I did that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they have the, it was a live show, so I was like watching the chat as the podcast was happening, and I quickly realized that I I had to turn it off. We've mm-hmm. talked about how like for the most part now comments I've become like battle hardened and they don't yeah. bother me. Reading them, people react to what you're saying live. Different vibe yeah. that I did not like. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Dude, and Dustin, it requires. That's why I like shout out to people who can stream really well and do that type of stuff because YouTube is a different. It's even even if you're streaming on YouTube, it's different. Delays are different. Ways things are done are different. You can watch somebody see a, a comment and and just like you know freeze up. I one of my friends who is incredibly rough. Like, dude, he says stuff that's so politically incorrect. It's the joke in our Discord that the moment he enters, the conversation is going to go south. And I mean (laughs) bad. He was streaming one time, and one person teased him in a way that just happened to be the the little chink in his armor, man. And it it devastated the stream. It devastated it. Like, it, it, you could, I knew the moment I saw it what had happened and he pretended like it didn't bother him but it just crumbled and that's because he just wasn't prepped for what people because people can say whatever they want and right and that's why mods are good i think mods are the new way to go now you got people just turning off uh dude the number of videos i don't know about you guys but i go to a lot of videos for like everything from uh, informational stuff about video games history stuff man a lot have their uh, comments turned off and I couldn't figure out why. And then I realized why is just that once it does pretty well, it's not going to draw in a billion comments. So they just turn them off. They, so they've been, they, they're on, I think it's like a monthly thing where like a video will go up and it'll be live and everybody just sort of internally knows, don't look at the comments. And then the moment it goes to a certain amount, they just turn the comments off that way. Yeah. Anybody can read it without getting any racist stuff, stuff that's missed spoilers, which strangely enough is that's a pretty smart idea. That's a pretty mm. smart idea. I didn't really see a negative in that. Like, that was very good on them. It's rough. Right. It's weird. Dustin, I wanted to welcome you to the Standing Desk Club. Thank you for joining me. Here That's right. On my you, seat. You beat me by a few days, actually, because it's funny. I was, I was, what was it? Was it last week or the week before Defining Duke? The first. It was week? last. Well, I was well, like, last Friday. You and I talked about it. Oh, right, right, because yeah. I was I had the box in the background. Yeah. Let me just tell you, so this desk, not sponsored, obviously, um, is from Autonomous. This is the card, and it's a nice desk, and a lot of standing desks, I, when I did my research, there's like two to $300 ones on Amazon that you should stay away. Then there are standing desks that are like two to $3,000, and that's... That's a little much for me. So this one was like seven, eight hundred, which is mm. it felt like you know it's a piece of furniture. It's important. It's tax write off, yeah, and uh, so yeah, it's not bad. It's motorized. You know, it does what it needs to do. Setting it up was a total bitch. It was yeah. horrible. Yeah. I couldn't believe how hard it was to set up. But anyway, but yeah, dude, Maddie, it has a different. <sighs> So basically, from one of the research I've done is that there's no actual scientific research, like conclusive. (laughs) But overall, people say that they feel more creative. They feel, I don't know, more energized when they when they have a standing desk or, you know, you switch between sitting and standing. That's very important. You don't just do one or the other. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like, especially starting a podcast, standing up, I'm like, let's go. Like, there's like a different like vibe to it that I really enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. I got an extension, so I still have the same. They call it the executive desk. I got oh. it at Office Depot for three hundred dollars. Uh, it's this big kind of U, and I love it because it's boss as fuck. And so I did not want to give that up, nor did I want to think about moving this big U out this doorway here. So I got an extension. So it, it was about a hundred bucks. This one I got from Tech Orbits, and it's just this sort of double layer yeah, platform on top of the desk, right? Yeah, and so Very I just have cool. it kind of. Yeah. Tucked in the corner here. There's a little latch on the side. I just lift it up when I want, sit it down when I want. Probably in, you know, 30 minutes or so, I'll, I'll be taking a seat. But for here on our feet, we are warming up, getting ready to go. And so you'll right. see us a little more animated in the start of our shows. Pretty good. I won't be any more animated. This is this is me <laughs> pegged at all times. I will I say, it. hopefully you guys don't have the problem I had, which I was telling Dustin about, is I accidentally turned mine up and down, but I had wires so you have different wires and I have a lot of oh, shit on yeah. my desk and one of the wires, it just the rubber of the wire grabbed and it yanked it. I mean, like destroyed the item. There was no way to, there was no actual way to fix it. And I was like, Oh shit. That's one thing they never tell you about. It's <laughs> like, you got to watch You got to make yeah, sure your wires thing, are like 26 inch longer. It comes with like a clip I could have put underneath and sort of like uh, attached the wires in a safe Channeled area. them through it. Yeah. yeah. But pretty much how it's working is the ones in the back coming into the monitor are, hanging out on their own enough where they're never going to get clipped. And then like my keyboard, I have a wire coming out towards me. So it doesn't look super clean, but I've never cared about that. Thank God. I've yeah. never been like a setup kind of like, it's got to no. be perfect and sharp with my led lighting and stuff. You know, I just have never been big on that when I'm on set over there in that little, that little wall there, that's different. But here for the podcast and when I'm working, you know, as long as it's practical, that's what matters. All right, gentlemen, so as tradition will always dictate, we like to talk about what games are playing for this week. So a couple of good releases in the last week. We got Near Replicant. We got Returnal. Carrick, I know you reviewed both. Dustin, I know you're on that Near grind with me. I don't know if anyone else, I have not played Returnal. I got my code yesterday from PlayStation. Thank you to them for providing that, but um, not early enough for me to download it, play it, give you all my impressions. Um, but with that said... Which one of you gentlemen would uh would like to kick us off here with what games you playing? Go ahead, Desmond. I can go pretty quick, I think. So I got Returnal today. No code provided by PlayStation. No codes. Fuck them. Um, well, fuck them. No, I'm, just, I'm totally kidding. 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 It's a just oh, kidding. God. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think uh no PlayStation PR doesn't want to have anything to do with me or my uh my colleagues and that's that's patriarch yes they must um, like me two percent they don't realize the association <laughs> i don't know maybe 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 i don't know whatever it's it's all good you know i'm not mad not mad i'm perfectly happy to buy a game from housemark it's housemark rules if you guys have Absolutely. never played next machina play it because it's awesome uh but yeah this more than um than resogun by the way Just do i like it more than resogun yeah Ooh, uh, that's why I ask. They're so different. I don't know if I can pick one or the other. I think they're both so good. I just wanted to ask. Yeah, I've played. I don't know, maybe an hour and a half of Returnal, so not very much. I was actually playing it right before we started doing this, and I mean, I don't know what to say other than I like it. It's fun. 
it's uh it's it gets that there's a certain feeling and i hate to say this word because i feel like sometimes it loses meaning so it's very kinetic it has that like doom eternal feel once you start getting into like a combat loop that feels awesome i don't really know what i'm doing half the time because there's a lot of um resources and um it's like it seems like a lot of with i mean this this applies to really any genre but let's talk take roguelikes it's like okay this is this type of modifier but it has in this game it has this title right and in returnal there's uh the parasites which is like a, a positive and a negative buff that you get at the same time um so it's mainly right now like the first hour is just like learning the language the um you know the all the different words and currencies and i still don't really understand them but i can tell right off the bat it's i mean a very well made game it runs at a really i don't know if it's locked 60 but the performance is great oh, but it's close yeah it's close okay yeah, yeah. It, it runs great it feels great to play the dual sense feels really cool while you're playing and the 3d audio don't don't skimp on the 3d audio get get a pair of headphones for sure, because I was playing with headphones. I was like, whoa, this is this is cool. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. And then Playing near Replicant as well, along with Maddie. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm about... I played again last night. I think I'm 13, 14 hours in. Nice. And it's it's very good. It's getting... It gets better every time I play it. And I was saying on a different show that basically that... The beginning is definitely slow. And it's a lot of fetch quests. And none of the side quests seem to be meaningful at all. Uh, from and that I'm pretty sure it continues throughout the game, but I'm not really sure. I'm at the point where I'm just not doing them because they don't feel yeah. like they're exactly. worth doing. Probably a good call. Skip them. So I will say that I mean the, the thing for me did he, did either one of you play near OG near on PS3? I have Years on the 360. Ago, I have oh on the three oh yeah I forgot that was on 360 also. Yeah. So how improved is like the combat really? the big emphasis as far as what's been updated 100% yeah. combat yeah okay i was curious it wasn't about like that automata at all it wasn't even like the combat it, i mean it was, it was it was a little bit but it wasn't like what it feels like now at all this is okay. after they they got automata and figured out like how things work so right. yeah it felt like fable or something it was much yeah, more, like I mean, Fable right? with a like ton fable? of stun locks so every time Ooh, in yeah. the original yeah. year, whenever you would connect it would be like <laughs> yeah like it would just keep like locking up uh, um not like the frame rate was dipping just every that was on purpose the, yeah yeah they they were trying to like impart a feeling of like collision with the enemies but instead it felt weird not terrible just weird yeah and it definitely would not have gone well with today's no, 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 standards no. so that was a good call and it feels not even comparatively speaking because i haven't played it in a decade to be honest it felt really good, though, going back to it. Um, every time, it, it kind of got better. 
I don't know if you're in the second half of route a yet um, are you still young near e no no okay okay oh, i'm big so boy you've got the you've got the weapons yes that's where it evolves i love that so manny i have a qu- just one question and i'm gonna end off i have no other things to talk about for the rest of the show i'm just gonna sit here <laughs> um something i was thinking about this game is that i really like the story mm-hmm. and i like the atmosphere and i like the characters also but I can tell at some point that the writing is not so like the pacing. There's something off in that. I'm, I'm not going to get into specifics for the sake of spoilers, but you'll have characters that it feels like within the course of an hour go from meeting each other to being like, I die for you. You are my best friend. Like it, it just feels like, I don't know if it was meant to feel like, Oh, you should go do side quests now and it's supposed to be like the, the the passage of time, but sometimes the relationships and the way the characters interact, I'm 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 feeling a little strange about it. Is that make sense to you as well? Yeah, I I never really thought of it that way. To be honest, it's that's never really crossed my table, so to say. Um, but I think it's totally fair because there are certain points in the game where you see a lot of ongoing sacrifice, <clears throat> despite being largely unfamiliar with one another. Mm. Um, I will say, <coughs> pardon me, I know that in Route B, certain relationships grow more and show more parts that you don't see in Route A. And that mm. also taps into the writing issue, in my opinion, because I finished Route A just last night. And so far with Route B, it has not been a situation where I feel it's justified the existence of the routes. And I think that's where Yoko Taro finds his success is his layered presentation that he likes to do and his, his weird approach to game design. I think it works well, and um, it definitely catches a very particular audience. Uh, but what happens is in Automata, it made sense as far as I'm concerned. In this game, though, there are just, I'll just say, moments where you think, why wasn't that just in the first route in the first place? Um, I'm sure Kara could talk on that a little more uh, authoritatively since he's completed it entirely for his review. But for me, you know, leaning into what you said there about the writing, I think that's another key point is you might be thinking this because then in route B, when you get there, some questions may be answered for you or some mm. reasoning for actions may be there. And for a lot of players, it's like that. Oh, I get it now. Um, but I feel like near upfront isn't so confusing where they need to layer how the story is presented to me. It's kind of for such a weird game. It's I f- maybe I'm just used to Yoko Taro style, by the way, but um, I-, I feel like it's been pretty easy to digest. Right. And that's the thing that I was thinking about it is that I was like, this feels weirdly paced at points. Mm-hmm. And I think that other games, I don't know, maybe I'm being biased, but I feel like it's, it's okay because I understand what near games like what they're how they are yeah. like what kind of style they are so i'm like i get it this makes sense for near now i'm not a, re- a game reviewer i'm just a guy that talks into a microphone so i don't know I, I don't know how that would change my scoring it's like well this is what the game's going for so if it's kind of bad then it's that's just what it is like Man. that's i can understand if someone takes that impression of what i'm saying so i don't know it's a complicated matter last thing i'll say I love uh, Amir. Is it Amir or Emil? Emil. Emil, that's it. Okay. Yeah, Great dude. Emil, 
I'm a big fan. Shout out. Yeah. Love Emil. Carrick, anything you want to add on with Nier, or do you want to just get into what else you've been playing? Did you guys do this? Are you guys going to continue playing it through the secret in the new ending? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The new, um, I'm playing I, everything. I, I mean, I think you, you guys probably like these more. I'm not a huge I mean, I liked Nier Automata, but I don't think the layering is required in every game. It it certainly makes sense in that game, where I don't think... My personal opinion is, yeah, when you get done, you, you know, because uh, to do it, I only got two of the uh, the endings, and I was like, okay, I got to go do the special ending, or three of the endings and had to do the special ending. Mm -hmm. And when I got done, I was like, none of these really needed... It's almost like all... It's almost like an alternative reality he wants to show people. Like, what this is what could happen, or blah, blah, blah. And you're like... I get it, but it sometimes a lot of the stuff he cuts seems seems um, like there are times where things are in one that don't fit and make one of the endings not very good. Like I honestly think the original ending for the game is the worst, and the original story is the worst. And the thing about characters not making sense and their sacrifice that shit happens right at the starting when I, fucking underwear chick and him meet, and within that first <laughs> battle. Or the second battle when they go into the airy, he's like, "I gotta go find her. I gotta go save her. I gotta go find her." <laughs> yeah. And I was going like, "Why?" Not that I wouldn't, but I was like, "What is the dude? What is happening? What?" He, and I think dude, we all know the answer. He's but... a basic bitch. Like it's weird. It's like if you met somebody and you're like, "Hi, Spike. Hi, Spike. You're cool, Spike. Let me be your best friend, Spike." <laughs> Suddenly, he's just would not fucking unlatch from that shit, and it was. It's weird. And then you play yeah. the other ones and you're like, I just wish it was all together because I don't personally feel that this game uh, gets a success like Automata does from it. That one R for sure. Right. Showed that you could not have actually done it and really made it make sense. Well, I guess in this one, there is one or two things you, you couldn't have put together. But anyway, I just, I, I still like Nier Automata better. And that's kind of my. I don't know if you guys agree with this, but my recommendation, because some people have asked me, like, should I play this game or should I play Automata or both or where do I start? And I, you know, it's hard for me because I haven't finished the game yet. So I don't know definitively, but part of me like thinks Autonoma is clearly the better game and it can be played on its own. And I, I almost feel like if you're interested, you should play Automata first and then treat Replicant then as if a, the world, a prequel. Yeah, that could be true. I, I will say the quests also just blow absolute ass. <laughs> yeah, side <laughs> quests. Like here, why don't you why don't you get ten <laughs> shrimp so and then you go to the other city and they're like, hey, go back to your city, get me ten rocks, and they're you're like, running through the world going, I have ten rocks and ten shrimp. And then even the book, even Vice is like, what are we fucking doing with our lives? Mm -hmm. Is this what you do? And I get that that was supposed to be funny, but in a fucking weird sense, it wasn't funny to me. In a weird it sense, like I was like, man, was I'm antagonizing you. It's like, yeah, you're doing these shitty quests. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but that's what I've been playing, yeah. too, was um, I finished up a little bit of Nier and then did uh, Returnal. And then um, I've just been a bunch of streaming stuff still, like streaming uh, PC games to the tablet and messing around with that. But uh, yeah, Returnal's the big, you know, that's like the big one that I've been playing. And we'll go back to. I think the 3D audio is um, excellent. I don't think it's as high. I saw somebody who was like, oh, my God, you can hear the the sound go down when you go in the HUD. And I'm like, dude, thousands of games do that. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, that's not special about the game. The 3D audio in that game is far more worthwhile when you're attacking an enemy and there's discrete levels of understanding where they are. 
And a lot of games should be able to do that. It doesn't require Sony's hardware. We know that. We've seen this done in other games. But people don't do it, and I don't know why. And it's done really well in Returnal. And that's something that I personally feel is like a, is a good payoff is the audio. Um, the guns in Returnal sound good. Even, and I think I might be the only one, but I had some corrupted ones, uh, which we'll talk about because there might be... I have a feeling I saw some stuff I wasn't supposed to see. There's something mm-hmm. that popped up, and I was like, why am I the only one who's seen this thing? Heard nobody else talk about it. Well, so, well I could probably wager a guess why because i've seen a lot of people who were complaining online about how difficult the game was do you think you just might have gotten further in them and they reviewed it based off no 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 because dude okay let me tell you bro bro let's start let's jump into diff a fucking cult that game crushed my nuts for two days and here's why <laughs> the dark souls of video games no it's not don't ever say that to me did you see my tweet about I that? Saw your I was like, tweet about it. Yeah. Okay. So, so <laughs> the language shit is rough in Returnal. It just is the language of the positive and negatives because you get parasites, but then you get RNG that's deep, which is rare. Most rogues do RNG in a concentric circle. This does RNG in a treasure chest. So you get a chest, and if you want, you can open the chest and get a positive or an, and a negative, a malfunction, but you don't know what the malfunction is. And Maddie. The number of times I would get to a boss and the malfunction was harming me, but there was nothing else I could do. If I didn't take that chest and possibly get a positive, I would have died. There was just no way to continue. That shit happened. I was in my Discord just raging. Like, are you... So, for example, this happened to me multiple times. I had a malfunction on my suit. Minus 50% when you're moving, a malfunction on my suit. Minus 50% when you're standing still. (laughs) That... Should not have happened. That's horrible. I had a my I had huge damage when you when you do when you fall. Guess what? First enemy, first boss, you fall into their location. So I would fall and die. Couldn't even fight the boss. Just fall and die. Those kind of things should not have happened, and that's what they fixed. What I was told because I I distinctly was like, listen, man, if you don't, we have some issues. The RNG shouldn't you shouldn't have imbalanced RNG like that kind of stuff. Just it needs to be like, there needs to be something there. And they fixed that. They also added tutorials. I also had an issue where the overload, the first malfunction I got, fucked up my gameplay for four hours. You know why? Because it was a malfunction that said you cannot overload without damaging yourself. Well, guess what the entire game is based on? Overloading your gun. So my motor memory was set for four hours to not overload my gun until finally I died the new malfunction, or not a malfunction, I had no malfunction, I was running around completely normal, and I was not reloading ever, because I was so nervous that it was going to hurt my character. That should probably be on a list, a tier list, that's like, don't drop that right away. Like, give that a little bit of time. Additionally, if you don't die, you're not going to have much story, because the game forgot. I would go through long periods and have no story. None. Just like, no story. But you die, boom, it regenerates the places where it might drop story parts that i had gone through now i go through them again boom i get story so there was a lot of rng issues and their patch stated massive bug fixes thank god because i had multiple crashes after two hours in a boss battle that's a bitch that's a basic bitch Mm -hmm. i had issues with the rng also they stated a huge number of fixes for that they're adding tutorials or added tutorials yesterday which is a huge bonus because a lot of the stuff wasn't described very well and so i think like i love it it's very fun 
But man, there were times where I get, I stated it in your discord. If somebody states this is the hardest game ever, I would not, I would not disagree with them. And if somebody said this is the easiest game ever, I would not disagree with them. Because their RNG, I've never seen RNG that wide in a game ever in my life. Or it almost felt random where like it just, there was no care if you could go through or continue on if you got something. Not even based on skill. Yeah. Yeah. So, Carrick. oh, good. Oh, good. No, I'm sorry. I didn't want to cut you off. I was just going to say, and the save thing is true. You can't. You have, so it moves you forward a little bit later on which is nice, but you still have multiple places to go. Then somebody was like, oh, you get a key so that you don't have to fight the boss again, even though you do die and go back to the start. And it's a super short run. And I can tell you right now, I have video of me running for 45 minutes after I've killed the boss for that level. It is not a completely short run all the time because it's RNG. And so it sets up where that might be. Then you have an item that is also RNG for giving you a life which I got one time, 39 hours. One time, that's it. So it, you could just be unlucky, dude. You could just be really unlucky. And so I saw some people saying it was really hard. And I got to admit, man, I think Gene Park said, he was like, I played Dark Souls. That's where my Dark Souls comment came from. He was like, I played Dark Souls for fucking, uh, for, for fun. And I can't get past the first level or whatever. And I'm like, it's nothing like Dark Souls. It's not even... I don't feel. I feel it's a bullet hell. Very oh, much a bullet hell. Now thrown I'm turned into, off. <laughs> turned into 3D. It's just that you gotta know that that RNG can fuck you, man. I mean, it can ruin it. It can. It can also make it great. I mean, that, I think that's why so many people are gonna realize why the praises of Hades was sung so so loudly because because it was better balanced. Exactly. Right. You felt like the pro- the progression was well thought out. So when you died, you weren't frustrated because you were getting somewhere. But real quick, I think Dustin was going to ask a question. Yeah. We so the thing that yeah, the thing that I was going to bring in is that this is anecdotal. I mean, not. I mean, it's. I believe this person because it's Ben, our uh, our pal Ben Smith, the associate uh, producer of Last Stand Media. He messaged me right before we started. He got Returnal today. He said it crashed on him. 12 times he's deleted and reinstalled the game three times and he can't even get past the intro have you guys heard about this level of technical issues yeah i didn't have it i and i I can't speak to that level but i will say i have video i i mine was four to six and it does it it, it's so weird dustin it's rng for crashing that was the joke (laughs) in behind the scenes was like it's just rng some people I had a guy who stated the same thing that Ben just stated, and he stated his download would not patch. Now, here is a thing I keep telling people. Do not ever put the PS5 into any kind of sleep mode. And people are saying, oh, if I want to save this game, I'll just put it in sleep mode. Well, that's the mode that fucks up everything. And it still does for some people. So I will warn, I don't know if Ben does this. Mm. Man, I'm telling you, if you do get it, if Ben gets it reinstalled and up and running and the patch on there, man, if just pause the game, right? Just pause the game and turn off that audio and leave it there if you want to go take a piss. Because I had a friend who was playing it and uh, he got GERD, like the stomach intestinal thing, because he was so stressed out. He said, I was so stressed out because I was two hours in and I didn't want it to crash. He paused it to go, or sorry, hibernated it, went to go to the bathroom, came back, wouldn't boot back up. And he lost the hours anyway. And he was like, dude, do you know what that's like? He's like, there's no, there's no worse feeling. It did. It crashed on me two and a half hours in at a boss. And I got to tell you, man it, it's so fun though it doesn't he's that's the thing it's 
it's a black. Do you think that game needs a saving system of some kind? I haven't played it, so I don't know if that sounds it, like a very just needs, odd thing. Nah, just the, no, the RNG just needs to be a little... And, and it may be fixed for people, because I saw somebody tell me that they got to the third biome in like four hours. That's fast. Dude, first biome. No lie, man. I was like six, eight hours in going, what the... I was just getting ruined. And what I had done was I had picked up too many of the malignant chests, which, mm. like, there's a joke there about cancer somewhere. But you, you get these chests that are malignant. And you're like, should I grab them? Should I not? And I was grabbing too many of them. And I realized, okay, step back on that. And then adre adrenaline. Adrenaline is killing enemies without getting hit, right? But here's the problem. You start a when you start the level, you can quite literally look and go, I know pretty much the setup for the next couple because it's a, it is procedurally generated. Mm -hmm. What really happens, Maddie, is then you also have generation on top of that with what enemies are going to come. Then you have what oh. drops are going to be there. Then you have mm -hmm. what guns are going to be there. And so there are times where I would get drops that were terrible. I mean, horrible. Where <laughs> I would be, I would defeat these guys and be like, oh, thank God, like a green drop that heal myself up. And there'd be a gun from killing a boss. I'll be like, oh, and by the way, it'll lock you in the room four boss levels later, four layer or four, what do you call them, waves. And I pick up a weapon and no lie, it's like my gun. But because you get progressively higher in your proficiency by using a weapon and killing weapon or killing enemies, I had taken some damage there. My proficiency stayed at the same level. So when I picked up the gun, no upgrade a level. It was quite literally doing like, 30 minute battle and getting a weapon that was the weapon you already had because the proficiency marks the level the level drop of the weapon hmm. so there's it, it it just requires it's a good thing dustin said it i didn't say it in my review and i should add it is language there's a lot of language that you need to understand to to know what to not touch you know and, and what to touch still right. fantastic though i don't know well, one of those games i'll give it a shot why not? Um, you might love it. I mean, that's the thing. I, I, I know I'm not a big roguelike guy in general, but Hades makes me open to it. Slate Aspire makes me open to it. The difference is these Did are you more die, independent Justin? endeavors. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you no, once again. Fucking but I forgot hell. he's played it for two hours. So I was going to say, did, oh. did you, did you, were you doing fairly well? Did you feel like you were doing well in those two hours? I feel like the, I think I've died two or three i think i'm on oh, my Lord. third so i died hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I did. Uh, well, I'm not that far yet, so. Um, my first yeah. day with this was a disaster. Then, I, it's second day I did fine, but that first day, dude, I died way more than two times in two fucking hours, man. Right. <laughs> so, it's cool. Good on you. <laughs> What's your gun? What's the gun you're using right now? Like, do you uh, like the handgun, shotgun, or or the assault rifle? Would the you... assault rifle, for sure. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I um I don't know if I have much more to add because I've been playing near, and so I finished Route A, and I really like it. I actually I'm gonna go. I meant to add this on at the end of our near talk, but I didn't get the chance to. Um, 
I think the combat for this game is better than Automata. Automata mm. looks better. It mm. looks better. This is coming from a Platinum Games fanboy, all right? So let me explain. Automata's beautiful combat. It is silky smooth looking. But I think on a on a level of difficulty, I think on a level of how you want to play the game, I don't feel it challenges you enough, even if you're on the hardest difficulty. doesn't mean it's bad. I just think that I like Near Replicant's combat overhaul a bit more. I think I found myself more reliant on the spells, on targeting, even if it's a, a small change here, uh, targeting magical weaknesses to physical weaknesses. Um, I felt there was more going on there um, than what I what I enjoyed a lot with Automata. Um, I even went back to Automata to be like, all right, let's see, like, am I fucking crazy? Like, has it been that long? And Automata still feels good, you know, having that light attack with a specific weapon, and then you can put on a spear or a greatsword or whatever and have a heavy attack with that. And once again, I need to emphasize how beautiful that is. But I personally feel like Replicant's punchiness, its responsiveness, um, the ability to target weaknesses, um, just overall made it more fun for me. I don't know how else to say it because, you know, I've played Bayonetta a shit ton. I've played um, Astral Chain more than probably anyone on this planet because anyone I talk to goes, what's that game? <laughs> um, Vanquish, uh, Transformers Devastation, even Mutants in Manhattan. And, you know, so I've played a lot of a Platinum Games titles and I just feel like Nier is an elegant dance and nothing more. Um, that's just where I stand. I really was impressed by some of the combat changes that were brought to Replicant, personally. But Carrick, you grunted, you grumbled. Uh, sorry, no, I, I was trying to hold in a, I was trying to hold in something like a sound, but it was nothing to do with you. It was like I sat back and I think it caused me to almost yawn. No, I agree. I mean, I, I, I thought you yeah. were going to try. I thought you were going to say I was holding no. in a scream. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> no. In fact, once you said it was more fun for you, there, I can't. Like that. I mean, if it's more fun for you, it's more fun for you. So there's no, I have no, uh, there's no. I'm open to being challenged. I thought that was going to be challenged. I thought it was going to be. No, you said here. fun. And you said fun, and I mean, we like, we all like, you know, different stuff, and so I can see why somebody might, for whatever reason, find that more fun. Well, yeah, I don't, I, but I can see. Yeah, I, I just. It's like I didn't go back and play Automata like you did, so I don't know. You know, Automata just Automata is extremely good. And what I was thinking about when I was trying it out again, I thought, why isn't this on Switch yet? <laughs> I was, I always wonder that sometimes. Oh. Yeah, um, yeah. But I think, feel like both these games would really thrive on the Switch. But regardless, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know if it's really doing anything better uh, other than its mechanics, ever so slightly. Um, because I feel like it's just different different tastes. Automata, for a lot of people, would probably f just feel good and be better because when you get that perfect dodge and there's those openings and the pods yeah, and yeah. that interaction there. You just feel mm -hmm. awesome, you know? Yeah. Whereas I feel awesome in Replicant when you – did you ever do that new dash move where you can, like, zip behind someone? Yes. Dude – Okay, so oh. by the way, that that I do have to admit, I even put that in the review a couple times because that was fucking sweet as hell looking. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, I want yeah. people to think I'm awesome, and I put that in, and it was like the first comment somebody said, "What is that ass move? That thing is awesome." Yeah, yeah. there's 
yeah, there's definitely some cool stuff there. Between that, the heavy attacks that can, like, break guards and targeting magical weaknesses, I just think those little mechanics there added up to something for me more than Automata presented. But I like Automata more in most be areas. Honest, Devastation's better, Maddie, than but I'm just joking. <laughs> I mean, hey. I love Transformers, though, Dude, man. that game is great. Oh, that game yeah. is amazing. So I'd love to see more What about that. Astral Chain on the PS4 or Xbox? Have we ever heard of Dude, any just, rumors of that? Can they do something with it? Because I just want more people heard, to know what I'm, I'm talking it. about. It's it's yeah. not it's a great game, and I feel like if this was a PlayStation game or an Xbox game, yeah, more people too. probably would have talked about it. Yep. Um, because even something like Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three really didn't make a ton of noise, and that was a pretty, in my opinion, pretty significant release. Uh, yeah, very. I agree. I feel like if that came to PS4 and Xbox, there just would have been more noise on that. So I do hope they move Astral Chain to other platforms because. I, I just I hope there's someone out there I'll meet one day I can just shake their hand and be like thank you because they like Astral Chain as much as I do. That's all. Good luck. It's a weird hope. It's a weird hope to lock yourself into and and carry <laughs> with you. But whatever, man. Hey, each to their own. <laughs> no, but yeah. I mean, it's it's I I think it's cool that we're getting this weird kind of remake though. Yeah, it's sort of sort of odd. Remaster, it's like remake. why? Yeah, I don't know why he's doing it, but it was done remake remaster. Um switched up the protagonist a little bit it was pretty cool i mean it's pretty cool that they were doing it and i get i i love the little write-up he did it went to the reviewers but then they leaked it some fucking jackass leaked it but where he was talking about you know why it's a ver why it's version number and not like a, a remake or not a sorry why it's not remake or remaster why it's version 2.441 whatever and i like oh, yeah. this i like this explanation for it was by the way that's a valid explanation for an artist may not be valid to a game fan a game fan would be like it needs to just be a remake but to an artist he's like you don't understand there were some things i wanted it's almost like going back and changing a couple things in a movie a, a director's edit that was his thing he didn't want to remake it all and i thought that was i thought i i felt i came away from it feeling that game was much more valid once i read his his stuff to us and i was like uh, yeah, I feel like it deserved to from. exist. Not that you were saying it didn't. I just feel like it deserved to exist alone because of the younger near because they put the older one in in the 2010 release alongside for America, right? Yeah, for America because they thought like the younger kid wouldn't do well, and then they um, removed some elements that they thought were like not gonna fit with. Like they just westernized it heavily, so this was the more original vision, and so. I appreciate them doing that. Glad we have it. Exactly. I think it's cool as hell that it exists. Gentlemen, we have some news. I'm going to read it off, and then I'm going to take a seat. So, Ratchet and Clank at State of Play. We want to share some thoughts on this one here. This game looks absolutely incredible. Who wants to get us started? I'm going to go to the bathroom because I didn't watch it. So, you guys take it away. (sighs) Wow. Are you going to switch your thing? Well, I, I'll explain it. Yeah, you can get quick. it started. I just got to pull the chair. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so State of Play, they showed some more footage of it. I mean, I was telling Maddie prior to the podcast that basically there's few games. I don't think Returnal shows. I don't think Returnal looks as, as PS5 exclusive as a lot of people do. Um, I think it's a good-looking game and does some crazy stuff. But I wouldn't be surprised if tomorrow we see them say, oh, by the way, this is PS4 as well or can be played on PS4. You would still see loading. But with Ratchet and Clank, there that's a completely different thing. Ratchet and Clank feels like, at the very least, there's a weapon there that's been prepped that, or or the the portal thing that's been prepped. 
that really can't be done on their old systems. And I think that that it's cool just for that reason. And then, you know, when you look at it, you see when you start seeing like Disney editors, which we did, we saw some Disney animators and editors both on Twitter saying like, you know, they've basically made a video game like that is an animated cartoon. And we've seen that before on some games. We even saw it on Disney Incredibles, but it was never when you were playing it or Disney Infinity. It was never when you were playing it. It was a, it was a cutscenes, and they mm-hmm. were talking about the the gameplay of Ratchet and Clank looking that good. And yeah, just it looks phenomenal. I did see a number of people saying it looked toned down compared to original cuts of trailers. And I can tell you, I wasn't looking for that. I'm not saying it didn't happen or it did happen, but I was surprised to see a. A, a large number of people saying something looks definitely different compared to the trailers. But what I saw in those game, other game trailers was gameplay. So I'm not quite sure what would be toned down because it seemed like it was hitting a playable frame rate during the trailers and all that. Um, it just, it looks awesome to me. Can't wait to play it. Yeah. I, I actually didn't see that either. I saw the, the big thing I saw was number one, like the open city, and then two was the ability for the SSD to load a, a whole level in, in an instant in the middle of combat, no less. <clears throat> there was like a lot of technical feats that were on display that really, uh, you know, it's, I feel like it's hard. And I know this may sound hilarious because I get excited pretty easily, but it's hard to surprise me. And I think there's yeah. a big difference there. Like it's hard for me to go, whoa, it's easy for me to go like, oh, sweet. You know, but for me to really get like, wow, that was one of those moments where, I saw the GIF and I, I made the executive decision to just skim through it just to kind of get an idea of what we were going to talk about today. Um, but I, you know, as a, like many of us, a lifelong ratchet fan, you know, growing up with this franchise to think of what it started as my favorite was, um, uh, what is it called? Deadlocked. The one where they're in the game show and you've got the two robots that you can like upgrade as your companions. I love that one. So to go from that, which was this mission based arena combat to something very broad, open, explorable, highly detailed. And I mean, yeah. the fact that this is coming within half a year from Miles Morales and we just got Spider-Man PS4 in 2018. I mean, there are some fucking wizards at Insomniac. I don't know. I literally don't know how they're doing it. I don't. But whatever they're doing, as long as they're healthy, keep it up because they're they're look, putting out some really good looking stuff. I, I have to admit, I have yet to play Miles Morales. I, was, uh, I bought that on... <clears throat> ps5 launch day and yeah i I haven't gotten around to it yet but that's interesting you're you're missing out huge i know and you know me i'm I'm a huge spider-man fan but i just it's one of those games where i would always put it off as i'll do this after this game after this game after this game and it just kept getting put off and now here we are half a year later but still ratchet looks incredible so extremely excited for that dustin you completely skipped out why is that? Because I know I already want to play the game. You're so, so tough. I just, here's the thing. It looks so good. And I just, here's the thing. I know it's a, it's a delicate line. Like we're, we commentate on games. And so I understand that partially sometimes I do want to watch trailers to discuss it. But like, I feel like I understand what this game is about at this point. And here's the thing. If you want to watch the trailer, no problem. I have no problem with people wanting to know more. I'm just more excited to discover the game and see as much as I can, like for the fresh when I play it, when it comes out. So I'm doing the same thing with Resident Evil. 
I played that first demo that came out like what a month and a half, two months ago. I was like, this is great. I will play it on launch and I don't need to see anything else. So, yeah, um, I guess I'm different with, with trailers. I'll watch them typically, or I'll skim at the minimum. That's usually my form of blackout, but demos are where I will skip out if I'm sold enough. So it's kind of right. interesting because I'm sure more people would say, I'm going to play the demo and see if this is worth it. And if I do like what I've played, then I will skip all other trailer content. So, well, the thing about that first Resident Evil demo is that I'm assuming that first demo, maybe not. I'm pretty sure it's not even part of the actual game. It's not. It's not. right. The yeah. is that the same with the right. new tra- with the other demos too? Uh, no, one of the demos. Well, in a way, yes. You'll never repeat the exact setup in this new mm. demo because you can just run around, which you can't do. Yeah, so I guess, yes, you could say. The, but the first one that you're talking about truly, from what I was told, has no connection right. whatsoever. Like, it's just some, it's almost like just walking around the location. And right. So, yeah, I get you. And I, I agree. I feel the exact same way about Resident Evil. I didn't, right. I'm not, somebody asked me if I was going to play it. And I'm like, I already like Seven. This is a sort of, a, you know, a fucking sequel of that and looks mm. exactly what I was hoping for. I'd rather just play it. Right. And I'm sort of done on the trailers. Maddie, you know, I think they're part of the reason why I am the way I am is because of Square Annex and uh, their marketing around Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh. Do you remember oh, this? Oh, okay. They spoiled Dude, the ending in the <laughs> trailer. Is that they, so I didn't even watch that final. They, they literally had a trailer called The Final Battle, which is just insane to I me. Know, after, after I watched that the, long. Dude. <laughs> I watched that trailer after I beat the game and I was like, holy shit. I'm so glad that I did not watch this it was trailer. The actual, was it the actual battle? Was it yes. The <laughs> there was so much stuff that I was like, really? I can't believe this. Wow. Dude, in Square, not only that, they revealed every world of the game in trailers. Every world yeah. was revealed. Yeah, I said I wasn't a fan of that in, in podcasts. That was, I thought, so stupid. No so, surprises. And here's the thing. Some developers or publishers, whatever, marketing, are more tasteful when it comes to what they show and do not show. But I have found that overall I am less and less trusting. And there's often times where I'm like, hmm, kind of wish I wouldn't have saw that. Or I play the game and I there's some kind of thing that happens. And I'm like, saw that in a trailer. Would have been way more impactful if I would have just played it. You know what sucks, Dustin, too, is that you can't have it both ways. Most companies go not far enough, and we're like, I can't, I don't know what this fucking game's about. And then you got right. Square who's like, we're going to show you what the game's about. We're going to show you the full game. And you're just right. like, well, fuck, man. That's not the way I want it. Yeah, there's no middle ground. That is, yeah. Oh. Right. I didn't know there was such a thing. I wonder if Square internally, did, it, did they ever apologize? Did you guys ever see a tweet where they're like, hey, we get it? I'm, I no, looked up the trailer Dustin's talking about. What what blows my mind is I was like, oh, this is absolutely like a heavily disliked trailer, and it's got 111,000 likes and 1K dislikes. It's like, yeah. You know, so that's another thing. Like I like we some of us don't like tra- spoilers. Some are okay. I I don't care at all. But I absolutely 100% understand why somebody else cares. It's a spoiler. It's a it's a huge deal. Which by the way, I don't think we're talking about this in the context of like Resident Evil. This is just like we know what we're getting which is a huge difference between being spoiled on an ending of something. Um, I wonder if those people who watched it are those people who just, they just don't, 
you know, they're just the ones who are like, I just want to play the game. Or maybe they play, maybe those thumbs up oh are from God. afterwards or something. Yeah, I'm looking right now. Holy shit. <laughs> are you, so you're watching this trailer, Maddie? <laughs> yeah. Dude, so weird. Here's the thing. It's like, dude, we have been waiting for Kingdom Hearts 3 for well, was it well over a decade? Okay, 2018. If we're, if we're oh, just yeah. counting two, if we're just counting two, then. We're, if we're just counting two. Yeah, let's just, let's just like say mainline entry. Years. 14 years. 14 years. And Square Annex not only reveals all the worlds, but they show the final fucking battle in a trailer. You've waited 14 years, and at that point, you can wait a bit longer. You know get... what? I think can't you, I think we're probably seeing that that those issues with Square exist everywhere because now we're seeing like, you know, when IO left and the complaints. And if you just saw the interview that they did about Dude. working with them. You can sort of it it has Maybe. happened for a while. It, I, it, I, yeah, it must be their PR, man. I had this complaint with uh, Fallout 4. I, I remember making a video. And people were like, well, what's the big deal? So it shows that a lot of people don't care. But I remember they showed the Pridwin crashing and burning. The big, uh, the big, the, the big Brotherhood of Steel blimp that comes in. And oh. I was like, holy shit, why would they show that? And then they show, right. spoiler alert, they show the nuke. And everyone was like, oh, it's like the side quest in Fallout 3. It was the fucking end of the game. <laughs> Bro, and- Nier does the same thing, though. You ever left Nier Re- Replicant on its fucking title screen and let that movie play? No. No, oh! I actually haven't. Oh! I, no, had to turn- I, haven't. I had to leap to my TV and turn that shit off because I didn't want that. I was like, because I had it. And when I got it, I, you know, sometimes you'll leave it and the credits will run, but a lot of times nothing happens. But. They showed the, like a bunch of stuff from the game, not not super far, but far enough that you'd be like, dude, I don't know if that needs to be like I the game's I fucking hate when games. I'll just say this: I played Sonic Six recently for content purposes, <laughs> and I had I was getting all my equipment set up, and it played its trailer because you don't hit a button. It played its trailer like eight times. And I think to myself, if I ever make a game, man, I I will never do this to someone because the idea it's like you got to hit that button, hit that start. Menu. Like some people want to soak it in, even with Sonic 06, I know some people want to soak it in. Let them sit at the title menu, but every game is so eager to like throw the trailer, blare shit through your TV, have it on repeat. And I don't know if it's like a psychological thing. It's like okay, I need to grab the controller and just end this well, madness. Can't be psychological because you already own the game. Like what a fucking jackass thing to do, man! It's like <laughs> it's you already you so own the game that, that is showing a trailer for the game. That's like somebody getting a trailer on YouTube for the review for me that they're watching. Oh, that happens all the time. By the way, has happened. Yeah, I've had people yeah. say, "Dude, I just got that," but it's dumb. It's dumb. Yeah. And I mean, like, obvious pe- people have different levels, but I would say, say we need to start co- maybe coming up with a and i've seen it I, I think bioware did it one time where they said store no story spoilers but they on one they put like gameplay shown or gameplay spoil it might have not have been bioware but somebody was slightly cognizant of there being issues <laughs> so they were putting in the youtube title which i which is a good step forward for sure yeah i oh, thought of good, one one other comment about this it's so obscure that i have to share it i remember was it 2002 when wait no when did what was the first the one of the prequel star wars movie star wars movie where they had yoda fighting with a lightsaber remember how that was a big thing at the end of the movie yeah, yeah, he fights the 
Was he? Is Dooku. it when he fights Dooku? I think, I think it's Attack of the Clones. Okay, I'm Attack sorry, of the Clones, two thousand two. I saw it in theaters. I believe opening weekend. And when Yoda fighting as an adult, I think it's stupid. When I was in second grade, I was like, "This shit's lit." Look at Yoda, you know, mm-hmm. fighting. And then I saw the a trailer or or a, a commercial on TV for the movie, and it had Yoda fighting in it. I was like, "Oh, that happened. was." That was so the only scene in the movie with some semblance of action and, and just motion. The rest is just people standing there talking like this Dude. to one another. It's the most boring wow. movie of all time. I fucking hate Attack of the Clones. I love You're Phantom Menace, and I love Revenge of the Sith, but Attack of the Clones is a bad movie. Attack of the Clones, the ending with the uh, awesome zoom-in of the camera, the war cam, as they called it, I adored that. But the oh, movie yeah, the itself, ending is great. The, the, the movie itself was... And, of course, I I still think Revenge of the Sith or whatever. What is that? The third one, right? The yeah. last, Revenge of the Sith. That one's awesome. That like, one awesome. Rocks. Like, it's as so an old-style fan. As an old fan, I enjoyed that, and I, I got I got the idea of what was going on in that movie. But the others, and that second one Dude, was There's weird. just so much payoff in that movie. And there's so many classic yeah. lines that have just... I don't remember anything time. about the second one other than the part where, like, they start fighting the stormtroopers on Geonosis and the awesome camera. The, I only yeah, that's literally the end of the movie. <laughs> the war Newman, and I'm like, man, and the fucking round drop ship comes and smashes, and I was like, that's fucking awesome. The rest of the movie... I don't even remember anything about what happens. Like nothing. It's what nothing a waste, happens. Man. Nothing happens. Yeah. <laughs> that's the. That's why you don't bad. remember. That's why when you like watch all three now, the second one is like this little sliver on time. Oh yeah, there's like memory one. allocation slots, and it's just like yeah. Phantom Menace is like a nice little chunk. Then you got this little pea-sized sliver for. I'm trying for to Attack remember of the what he's and up. then. Revenge oh, the they Sith go to the water world Trump. in that one, don't they? With the with the skinny aliens, oh, the, the Gungans, the, the, the Gungans. No, not the Gungans. The skinny ones, the uh, the fucking water aliens. This tall elf, isn't that the second one? Yeah, I thought the the second one was with the Gungans. The Gungans so. are the are the big. The, oh, sorry, I thought you were calling them the Gungans. I apologize. The yeah, Jar it's, Jar, it's Jar Binks movie. and his and his pals. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's we're just pretending that doesn't exist. I like the oh, water okay. world. I love the water world. I thought that was cool for about two seconds when Boba Fett and him fought, and that was it. I thought that was cool. Oh, 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 oh Camino? I just couldn't remember which movie it was in. Yeah. Camino? Yeah, yeah. Camino's amazing. The com- yeah, the Caminonians, about- whatever we want to call them. Those guys. Oh, I, love them. I forgot really their name. Because yeah. they look like gray aliens, like the TV show aliens, tall, skinny. And yeah. I, I like those. And remember when they first dropped the idea that there's another they say something like, who ordered these? And Sifo Diaz. Like, Sifo Diaz. And, and no one knew what that was. And I remember, first of all, worst name ever. But I remember going, whoa, who's that? Sounds because like an STD. No one... Dude, so you've, been contracted, Darth, you've contracted Sifo Diaz. It's like, it's like oh, Darth okay. bad guy. It's the worst naming. Darth Vader, Darth <laughs> Sidious. It's taking a scary word and putting Darth in front. It's the worst. Darth Maul, I know people liked him, but it's the dumbest name. As a name, it's just fucking darth tyrannus was sort of cool but it turned out to be dooku right i think darth tyrannus is dooku's mm, fucking mm. like so like you know i what a, yeah they're fucked up poor george george dude <laughs> they i legit think george would do better now i want george oh to take a of course back. yeah okay here's the <laughs> thing well, how, how did we get on this by the uh, way we were talking oh, about marketing material and then dustin brought oh, up anyway continue yeah. 
I was going to say, of course, because, I mean, it sounds like such a, a recycled conversation, but it's true. It's that, you know, there there was at least for the prequels, you could tell there was a start and a finish to it all, right? Yeah, and right, that's why right. I think Revenge of the Sith hits so well for us because maybe the, the, the movies before that, you know, there's just so much ramping up involved and that yeah. nothing really will happen. And then you get to the third movie where it all happens. So that's why it's so good. But you could tell there was a vision complete there. There was an idea, at least. Yeah. And so... Yeah, I, th- I think I think I'd like to the see him take a crack. So would, you know, so would I. I why not? I'd do it, George Lucas. What the fuck do we have to lose? We have good Star Wars TV shows now. I mean, you know? Ewoks were cannibalistic in the first place. Like you knew he was going somewhere cool. <laughs> Fucking somebody made him stop doing that. Like I remember when the Ewoks were putting humans on poles, and you were like, "Wait, are they going to eat the droids?" But then the people were on poles too, and you're like, "Oh fuck, these guys are straight up cannibals." And then you know, C-3PO saves the day. It's like, let's do the R-rated version, man. Let's do the version where they show up and Leia's fucking leg is chewed off, right? And she's like half chewed upon. She's screaming. Luke comes in, slaughters a bunch of fucking Ewoks. That's the... Fu- I want to see Darth Ewok. His little red eyes oh, low against shit. the ground as he comes in. All the I, um, I remember... Where did I see? Someone said something about a... Oh, the Acolyte. Apparently that show is going to focus on the dark side. Oh. That's the uh, that's the rumor for that show. You mean like Force Unleashed kind of thing, or are they gonna or true bad guy like fake bad guy who pretends to be bad but is the really the only a reason guy, I know or... is because someone sent it to me because Revan was mentioned. So I don't know. Take that as you will. It'd be exciting to see. Fuck yeah. We should probably do games on our game podcast. Yeah, I was gonna say let's move on and talk about IO Interactive. Unless anyone's got more to say about Ratchet. Mm-mm. All right. So IO Interactive uh, seems to be working on a Xbox exclusive title. Uh, the code name is Project Dragon. It's a fantasy RPG. This report comes from Jez Corden of Windows Central Gaming. Recently, IO Interactive of Hitman fame spoke to GamesIndustry.biz about spinning up a third team to support a new IP that was something different for the studio. And we may know more about what it is. A few months ago, I received information that Microsoft and IO Interactive were in talks for a new fantasy RPG dubbed Project Dragon. While it's too early to share any sort of gameplay details, the final product may look wildly different than the initial pitch, which uh, what what uh, is on paper sounds incredibly ambitious and represents a new direction for IO. Um Apparently, it's going to be a connected world RPG set in an entirely new universe. And there was a job listing discovered, um, which talked about a department called Dragon, which would corroborate that info on a public level. So we're seeing these companies invest more and more in exclusives. We now see IO is doing 007. They're doing Hitman. And now it seems like they're working with Xbox exclusively on... Some type of fantasy RPG. Uh, and of course, we'll talk about this more on Defining Duke as well, Carrick. But this broke after our typical recording date. So let's talk about this, shall we? How do we feel about the developers of Hitman 3 doing an RPG, which the article states is, once again, likely many years out? Whoever well, would like to go first, class. I think it sounds cool. They're very <laughs> talented developers. I don't know. There's not. I feel like there's just not a lot of. I mean, we can speculate. This is a Mr. Matty Plays podcast. I was gonna say uh, hello. 
don't know. I mean, I just I, I feel don't, like... Can I, can I stop you for a second? Because I, I don't know. People who do their shows and they're like, I don't want to speculate too much. Why not? Is there a rule that I'm, I've missed my entire career? There isn't. Just got quiet. <laughs> yeah. Is there? Maybe you just missed one. Maybe you're just now catching on. Finally, Maddie. I'm just saying. I don't, I don't know. No one ever wants to speculate. I'm like, isn't it fun to just like talk about what could be? I Based think off that public it, evidence, by the way. Speculation is fun. I think for me, I need a little more than this mm. for my personal wanting to really dive in. Because it's just like, okay, here's here's the facts. IO Interactive great team they made three really recently they made three really good hitman games right yeah. uh, they're working on a james bond game very yeah. cool exciting this is a different project for them rpg in fact i don't know if they've ever made an rpg not that i know of. Uh, um so that is a creative risk but they've got a partner with microsoft who has a lot of money um but also who has fumbled with second-party relationships in the past. Not always. Look at something like Scalebound, uh, which I'm not... That's not necessarily solely blamed on Microsoft. That could have been a, you know, Platinum at fault as well, but we know that there, there's there been trouble. So, um, overall, I'm excited to see them branch out and try their stuff because James Bond, you know, we don't know what they're doing with that, but you have to assume there's going to be a lot of Hitman DNA in a James Bond game. So, you know, I like to see talented studios do new things. So I look forward to hearing more. That's there is that is that some good speculation? I was going to say that was perfect. That was the okay, right good. amount right there. That's beautiful. I, I don't get it. I see so many shows doing. I'm like, what do you talk about then? This is happening. That's it. Carrick, I know you're full of speculation. You you fucking can't help yourself sometimes. You you made a whole channel about it, so why don't you go? Let it all out now. I have nothing to add to this. <laughs> I really don't. Not on this one. Wow. I was willing to play ball a little bit and Carrick's like fuck yeah. no baby. Like it's a it's a power out. move, right? This is what we talked about at the beginning of the show. He's just this is a it's more valuable to him to say this no. move many months ago and nobody fucking sourced me on this one. <laughs> I talked about this. Really? Okay. Dude, on your channel, I talked about. I I stated these are the four things happening. Blah, 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 blah. Nobody. This gets we popped. talked about People like, home. Oh, no, we talked. Anyway, doesn't matter. No, I'm pissed for you because I know what it's like. Oh, you don't need to be pissed for me. I've gotten, I've, I, I'm not even getting into that game. Like, I don't, like, it's, it is a long ways out. And so it's better to just on this no one knows anything about what anything could be, so mm. there's not much to speculate. But um, I think it's cool. I, I, I do agree with Dustin. Well, maybe I don't agree with Dustin, but I would personally say I was never lit about a Bond game. I mean, I am, but am not. I think Bond is a failing, if not faded, IP, and that its its age shows at all times, and uh, and they reinvigorated it with what's-his-name? with craig right they really did i think they really reinvigorated it uh, re but it's still not an ip that i think pulls people um so anything they want to do on the side is cool yeah i um i i guess i'm a little more interested in in bond just because really 
I never, I never. I, I, how much have you played a lot of the games from like fucking every Bond, and, baby? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I thought I figured you you did. Yeah. I just I, I like them. I like them. I'm curious to see because I don't think I like them as well, but I don't think they were necessarily like very good games. So that's correct. <laughs> I, I'm just very excited to see what a developer who is very talented does with it. Um, Cause I think you're going to need like, what's going to be the separating line between this and Hitman? Cause I feel like what you could really easily do is just take a bunch of 007 tools and dump them right into Hitman instead. Um, and especially when 007 calls for more action, which we've talked about this a lot already, but um, I'm excited to see how they figure that out. Cause I would imagine this might be me being a little optimistic. I would imagine they have some clue of what they're going to do if they're going to commit to this and not go, Ooh, 007, let's get that. And that just be it. I mean, driving is another thing, right? Like yeah. driving's a big deal in 007. It's, it's the entire reason why that show a couple of them didn't do incredibly well, especially when they were, when they were really cheesy and the mood, the tie-ins for TV, for cell phones and, and cars are always in there. And it's like, how do you do, how do they do driving? How's IO going to handle driving? That's a big question. <laughs> yeah. IO's never handled driving. Like that could turn to be, that could be dog shit, right? Like that could be driving be can go haywire quite fast. <laughs> I got to tell you guys though, my personal belief is that the first level Hitman, if you had replaced it with James Bond, I would have said that was a James Bond game. Mm. The first level oh. in Hitman 3, yeah. one of the best levels that have, has ever been made. And Esperanza or Spinanzia or whatever in number two, when you're in the Sapienza. town. Sapienza, one of my favorite levels of all time, and that is easily a 1980s Roger Moore James Bond location. So they have chops in ways that I think absolutely, dude, if they get those guys and they're like, this is what we're going to do, I fucking am in. But again, you try to do anything outside of that, like driving, what what are we going to, like, is it going to be Tesla automatic and you're going to be jumping between cars? Like there's some there's mm-hmm. some oddities there um, that you see in all the Bond movies. Admittedly, I haven't seen the last Bond movie, so I could be wrong. Fair. Maybe they've yeah. started to peel those back, and they're not doing as many driving moments. But um, almost every one, right? I would say every one as. But yeah, I was gonna say it's kind of like the issue we had with Batman games, where they didn't have a yeah. Batmobile for a while until. One and then of when them. they did, they did. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. certainly they certainly did. So Dude, that did. fucking tank. I like I I liked I didn't hate it as much as everybody else did, but I can certainly see why it's like why don't we get the Batmobile? Why and then when they do, people are like, "That's not what we were talking about." (laughs) Well, what's the thing about talking about? I guess would be the question. Not to divulge into a a game that's many years old now. I thought the Batmobile tank was fun for like. I just didn't like it as long as it went. It went so long at some points. I'm like, I've been, I feel like I've been the tank for the last hour. <laughs> yeah, it's ba- like, please. Batman, Batman Arkham tank. <laughs> right. <laughs> full game. Yeah. I uh, know. I agree with that. Uh, dude, it was cool when you first got it. And if oh, you yeah. did some mini missions, it would have been great. It's uh, That's why I'm nowhere near as dead set against it as everybody else. I've seen, when I say I like Arkham Knight, cause I love it. People will be all over me. They're like, fucking tank ruined it and i'm like i don't know if in your mind the tank ruined it or if things are that easily ruined for you and that my life is so imperfect that if something gets in and sort of muddles it i don't go it's right. the worst fucking thing ever <laughs> no i think it's a great game in fact i it's think game, yeah. i think mm, it's been many years but i think i like arkham knight more than arkham city oh, i think 
I don't. Do. It's oh. been so long, though. I I can't say that with uh with authority. I like, like dude. Origins? I feel like I just got shot through the webcam. Oh wow! Holy shit! That's a take. I like it. It's honestly, dude. How dude? How many years ago did Arkham City come out? Twenty twelve. Oh, twenty twelve. It's getting close to ten years. So honestly, I don't even. I have no authority to say. I haven't played that game since for for ten oh, years really? now. I replayed them all. You should. I so love good. I should, Arkham yeah. City. Arkham City is so good. Oh my god! It gosh. is good. It is good. But Only thing that disappointed me with that is, you know, I was a high school student, so I didn't like have cash to to really buy many games. So when I bought one, I was like, "Yeah, this is my game for a while." And I played it, and I beat it in like a night. <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, "Fuck, oh, now ouch. what?" Damn it! But the ending really, I never, I didn't see coming. So I, I remember that very well. Um. As for IO making a fantasy RPG, obviously we can't go on that too much, but the idea of it is pretty exciting. Whatever that may end up being, uh, we'll have to wait and see. But Connected World excites me less. I said this in my video. I'm not too jazzed reading that because I think by design that limits some of the things that yeah. could excite me about a role-playing game. So we'll see what exactly they have in store for us. Like their article said, many years out. Like Carrick said, many years out. Um so we'll see when, when IO decides to show it, but this is something that I wouldn't expect at E3, by the way. By the way, IO, I know you're listening. We're the most popular podcast in the world right now. Hell yeah, let's go. Let's, let's go, yeah. If you ever have another character hold their machine gun against the fucking center of their chest when they shoot it, like you do in Hitman, I'm going to find you guys, and I'm going to fucking dunk your head underwater. <laughs> dude hitman 3 pisses me off we just talked about it in my podcast this morning and right before i jumped in here with you i was like i'm not going crazy am i and i went back and looked at my footage and that fucker is awesome hit agent 47 right that's because he killed all 46 before him in the womb this dude was battling as a baby like he was strangling with an umbilical cord it's agent 47 fucking gets to, of age killing everybody grabs a gun a machine gun and it's supposed to be well-trained and holds it against his fucking chest like it's a tank, like, top. It's the worst. No one trained would ever hold a gun like that. And it bothers me. I don't know why it bothers me, but when I see my footage of my review, and I, and I can already hear myself bitching in the review, and he fucking puts that... Oh, it's such Happy. a small quibble. It's such a small quibble. But it bothers me so much when I see somebody misuse a gun. Like, don't you have that, guys, in movies? When somebody grab, like, if you can tell somebody can't fight, and they're like, throw a punch like you know martial arts, and they're all, come on! Come on! Like, I've been in theaters before and have somebody throw a fight, like, throw a punch in a fight, and you can hear me just be like, why? Why? You had one job. I don't know. My... I wouldn't call this a pet peeve, but I I think of how I felt with I usually don't hang on for things too long, but when it came to Last Jedi, sorry, I'm gonna drag us back into the pits of Star Wars. No, let's go back in, in the throne room scene where um I'm forgetting her name, Ray was holding someone like someone went to uh, stab her. She was holding his arm, and then the scene cut, and the weapon was completely gone. Where if he had it, he would have stabbed her in the back. So they edited it out, and I'm like, "That's my you had one job moment." Like, at minimum, your story can suck as much ass as you would like it to. Like, just sucking on the cheeks, fine. But the second that something like that happens, like the least we're asking is for there to be some type of visual continuity 
That is yeah. what the set is for. That's what all the technology is for. And when they did that, I was like, wow, wow. I can't you know, believe they missed that. Maybe that's why we like games more than – I mean, I love movies. I think we all love movies and TV shows. But I would say I like games a little bit more, and I think that's because once you do put something in a game, it can't magically be fucked up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you get the animation right for a uh, a punch in a game, it won't magically go wrong the next day because your scene two director fucks it up. It'll be right. And I think that's why sometimes I like the continuity of video games a little bit more. You know, we've yeah. seen some fuck-ups. Andromeda had a gun backwards in somebody's hand. Like, I have no clue what dope <laughs> I remember was. that. I remember that. Oh, my gosh. Oh my God, I forgot so painful. about that. Rem- wow. Holds the gun up, and it's backwards, and you're like, did how the <laughs> did no one see that wow that's so, just a lot of bitching on our part but hell yeah it's true it's it's true i agree and jump back in on this i think uh io and uh, a fantasy i think it feels like xbox has got a lot of fantasy games coming and i i'm mm. i know that sounds weird but i do feel that in a couple in a in a while people's gonna start hearing about some of these and there might be that comment that you start seeing which is like a lot of fantasy games yeah, it was a little bit of a different conversation when you've got Elder Scrolls Six and Avowed. Now you're throwing this maybe in the mix, and we don't know and what Fable, other third-party already things. There. Fable, thank you. Yeah, and you don't yeah. know what other things are getting thrown in the mix. So I didn't even think of that. That's a uh, that's a position to be in. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is like it is now, and it could be later, but it feels like. It feels like a lot. It just depends on the their timing that they could uh, almost be against, not against each other, but you know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, we, you know, there's a couple m- games from the same major group that are all sort of fantasy games. I mean, I guess if they're all good, who gives a shit? I guess that's all that really matters. Yeah. All right. Let's talk a bit about PlayStation now. We like to keep things even here. We did PlayStation, Xbox, now back to PlayStation. So... They have committed to exclusivity, and I think that's a, a really important thing to note here. So this report comes from The Gamer. Sony to invest an additional $183 million in PlayStation exclusives over the next year. Sony will continue to invest heavily in PlayStation's in-house projects over the coming year and plans to increase its investment in that area by almost $200 million. PlayStation has been big on exclusives for a while now, and their continued success is proof that it is set to continue. In fact, as discussed by Sony CFO Hiroki Totoki this week, the plan going forward is to invest even more money in PlayStation's in-house projects. During a call with investors, Totoki revealed Sony plans um, to its investment in that area up to, once again, $183 million. Quote, we intend to increase development personnel and other in-house costs by approximately $183 million year on year as we further strengthen our in-house software, Totoki revealed via VGC. So with the, uh, the, the, the PS5 numbers being strong and now we're seeing a heavy, almost $200 million investment in their exclusives, which is funding multiple games, um, I mean, how excited are you all for the future? Cause I know Carrick, you've, you've played a lot of Returnal, Dustin, you've played some of it. Do you, do you see some of that investment there? Obviously, comparatively speaking to Housemarque's prior projects, you can see it, but in general, are we, are we already sort of seeing some of the ripple of that big investment PlayStation's making and Ratchet oh. based off what oh, we've seen? 
It's a good point. You mean you mean we're hearing? Well, we already knew. All of us knew. Of course, Sony's not going to magically stop making fucking exclusives. But are you asking then? Are you thinking that what he's saying is just sort of reiterating, and that maybe the money that they're talking about investing in in, yeah, Returnal, dude, Returnal's pretty highfalutin, and I don't mean that. I don't mean they couldn't have done that on their own. It just might have taken them longer. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know because when did we hear about Returnal? that'd be your real question is because you play at some point of course state of play because if he's talking about right now and like let's say they put that money down whenever he did this interview that's four years minimum for these games so who gives a shit mm-hmm. my hope is that you're right and that what we're seeing is returnal at the very least being a part of that that'd be great uh i'm looking at the i'm looking for the reveal date for returnal real quick just so we know um but yeah i just i just feel like this is almost reiterating what they're doing. And, and as you see Xbox go to IO, we're seeing Forspoken, a game from Square Enix. Um, this was real. By, by the way, Returnal was revealed June 11th, twenty. That was the PS5 reveal day. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So, uh, yeah, but you're seeing PlayStation oh. already invest with like Forspoken and um, you're going to see them make more partnerships. So kind of like what we talked about with IO, you're just going to see happen with other companies but they specified in-house so this also i think is more in relation to returnal ratchet god of war horizon kind of those bigger titles that are coming within the next year or so um i personally surprisingly don't have much to add on to this um i don't know if you fellas do if not we can keep on rocking um i just would say that i hope that returnal is an interesting game I need to play more of it, obviously, to speak on this, but it's a it's like a big it feels like a big budget indie game in a way. Yeah. It's um it's definitely more risky, I would say. And I wanna I would give Sony credit for that in that you know, we've been I guess more on Sacred Symbols, we've been pretty hard on Sony because they their focus on blockbusters, right? And the elimination of, or at least refocusing of Japan Studio and things of that nature. So maybe, you know, we're seeing Sony take an approach of like, okay, how can we make these more unique creative titles that aren't necessarily mainstream games? How do we turn those into blockbusters? And I feel like Returnal is a good example of that. And um, I just hope that, you know, Sony, they clearly have an eye for talent. They saw the talent in Housemark, and they gave them the appropriate budget to do something pretty interesting for the AAA big budget space. So that's my hope going forward is that Sony continues to invest in stuff that maybe is a little different. Hopefully, right? That's that's what I want as well is their diversity to be strong. I- I think one thing to remember too, and it is just the honest truth, is that only one real source has ever come forward and been like the entire way Sony's doing things has changed. Right. So I, and not to be rude, but and I don't believe them at all. I haven't believed them, and that's why we've continued. I've continued been like, of course they're they're doing they're doing exclusives and they'll do random small games and big games, and what happens? This weird story gets out. And it's like, oh, they've decided to blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, Jim's like, no, we're not still doing. We're doing all this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. 
I'm sorry, but I just think a lot of it's just completely blowing wind up people's asses and pretending it's a story and pretending that it's, oh, it's definitely this, it's definitely that. We'll have to see. But I I believe that Returnal might be one good example of it, but I don't think it, I don't think the money that he's talking about is probably in anything we've seen so far. I haven't seen anything to make me go, that's this amount of money. Like Ratchet and Clank looks like they can do those guys are awesome yeah well, i haven't seen that title where i'm like oh my god that's where the money went you know what i mean i think that's what i'm you don't expecting. think ratchet i i felt like ratchet shine no, a ratchet, little bit of the no not at all they really? they already were able to do that that's what i just said maddie they already i don't think they need extra money to do what they just did they're that good okay i get what you're that, saying you see what i'm saying yeah, yeah. so i'm giving them a kudo i i'm saying they i don't see that reflection of money i don't think that more money makes ratchet load quick lurry it's already loading quick it's already doing everything but what i do see is something like dustin said or or you said but is returnal possibly some of that like mm-hmm. some of the better graphics and stuff i don't think insomniac needs that at all but i do think other companies might need a little extra cash and that's where i think we'll see those in an e3 or a uh, you know in a playstation event which would be great i mean yeah. i just don't i don't i'm sorry i still i will not buy the story i've not heard it and i don't think most people i know have heard it they're not magically not making other games there has been dumb shit they've done but that doesn't mean the entire house is crumbling yeah like they have done dumb shit horrendously stupid stuff but it doesn't mean everybody's doing all this horrendous stupid stuff that's firmly how i believe right now and if I'm I proven it, wrong, we're in deep shit. That would suck. I mean, sorry, I but like, I like Sony um, for that. When it comes to like people, have. people doing stupid things uh, within PlayStation, it had to be a small group because I feel like their turnaround's been relatively quick. I mean, I are I, everyone's been saying this, but I know well, I've this been saying really a turnaround. These were already is, planned. More so, what I meant is I, I I've been saying for a while, like when you start to see the games, people will pipe down. Um, but yeah, I think like they're absolutely, I and mean, that's exactly what happened. Uh, which. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like giving a baby a pacifier, for God's sakes. But, um, you know, their ability to quickly kind of turn around on the PS3 and Vita store issue, which once I, I get the notion, same thing with Xbox Live Gold, where it, it's like one of those problems that just did not need to exist. Um, yeah. But it did anyway. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like because of the quick turnaround time and quick response, that shows that sort of these decisions are, are coming from a smaller group, not like a company-wide shift. Um, whereas more serious things are like Japan studio, you know, moving all of its talent. That's, I think the more dramatic play at hand. Yeah. That's a, that's a, and that's something that, you know, nobody, I mean, it's a dumb move, but we all saw it, especially when you go look at his older comments and you're like, okay, I can see where this is going. It's not surprising, but it's a dumb move. But I, one thing I will say is that, it just doesn't seem like any of this other small indie, you know, going away. Sony's looking, you know, for every single game to be a massive. That just doesn't even make sense. It doesn't make sense because of some of the companies we you know working with Sony. They're, they're smaller companies. So mm. I don't know. what. And, and by the way, how about this? Let's just throw this out there. It doesn't make sense because a lot of games I'm seeing are still PlayStation exclusive and they're small. So unless this stops in a couple months or a year, because that's how long it takes for shit to boil out, then I don't believe the Doom Sayers as much as other people. And you know me, I'm on an Xbox. I should be dis- dis- <laughs> I'm on an Xbox podcast. 
I just, I'm sorry, fuck, like, dude, I just don't think they're that dumb. I think that there's, you know, there's swains and adjustments for CEOs for sure, though. Yeah, it's well said. Did the PS3, sorry, I was just going to ask, did the store already go back up? Um, it was never down. They were going to take it down in the summer. Oh, okay. They just canceled that, and the only thing that's going down is PSP. Okay, then I got to take one kudo away from them before we move on. (laughs) Reversing that means nothing is super easy and costs you almost nothing. So any reversal that they did uh, doesn't require much at all compared to what I thought. And I've stated a couple times on my own podcast where I'm like, that's a pretty big deal. Uh, That is not a big deal. I'm sorry. I was I was wrong. I thought it was down. I thought it was like down and gone. Oh no! And that they were like you know championing it and reprogramming the net. I guess they're no. They were just like we're not doing this anymore. We're okay, leave it. Still good though. Still still awesome. Absolutely. Um. All right. We got one more news story here. This one's on toys for Bob. Nothing fires me up more than a little fucking Activision. I remember when I used to be like. For oh. for a lack of better words, like the Activision, Dude. the the Activision skit guy, you know, I I, I just I really cranked on them for a while, man. Then it became man. very mainstream and boring to do. Um, so this report comes from Eurogamer titled "Activision puts Crash Bandicoot for Dev Toys for Bob on Call of Duty Warzone development duty," and um, yeah, 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 yeah. So. Let's start off here. A tweet from the official Toys for Bob Twitter account said the studio was, quote, proud, end quote, to support development for season three of Call of Duty Warzone and, quote, looked forward to more to come. However, California-based Toys for Bob appeared to have suffered staff exits as part of the shift. Character designer and illustrator Nicholas Cole, who worked at Toys for Bob uh, up until January on Crash 4 and before that Spyro Reignite Trilogy tweeted, Quote, it's the end of an era, but I wish my former co-workers still with Toys for Bob all the best with what's ahead. Um, and then everything I interfaced with and worked along with was let go. I'm very glad it's not totally shuddering. Game designer Blake Maloof is another former Toys for Bob developer who tweeted to say that they had left the studio. Quote, I left on my own terms, end quote. Um, they said, quote, I'd been needing a change anyway, so this was a push for my decision, end quote, which Activision declined to comment so we've been seeing activision do this a lot vicarious visions gets melded into blizzard where they now are working on a diablo 2 remake a little less of a big blow but that's coming off of a very well received tony hawk pro skater one and two which i know both of you really liked and Mm -hmm. now we're seeing toys for bob who brought us Crash 4, which did pretty well, um, but also Spyro. I mean, they brought successful games, and we're seeing almost this Fortnite effect. I always talk about it, so I apologize for sounding redundant, but we're seeing this sort of effect of um, what was the epic MOBA Paragon, where it was fine, it was doing well, but because we saw how well that Fortnite was doing, they shut down Paragon and just said, let's just put everyone in on this. We're not shutting things down here, um, okay. but but, they're, but what we're seeing here is a moving of staff to Warzone, to Blizzard, where that would be more games as a service subscription-based outside of Diablo 2 Remake. So I got to ask you, gents, 
where do you lie on this? Last we talked about Activision, it was about the uh, the, the hilarious kind of uh, firing and handing of gift cards to to uh, their staff. Where do we sit now? They do that. Yeah, where they gave the uh, Battle.net gift cards or whatever. Along with six months pay. That's yeah. fine. It wasn't that. I think the discussion we had was like, they mostly took care of them, but the gift cards were in poor taste. Poor Absolutely. taste. Right. I wish yeah. more people would have good taste and say the poor taste thing, too. <laughs> right. as, in, as in explain the whole thing like you just did and then just say, this is awesome, but that other thing was in poor taste versus clickbait shit. Where right. you think that they just were destroyed, you know, and fired and then beat up when they were leaving. I don't know about you guys. I didn't do Crash too much. It was really hard. Uh really nut crunchingly difficult this last one and so i was like eh, i'm not and i didn't get a chance to review it i got the code late um that sucks but i mean i don't have anything else to add they're they're not being you know a lot of them got to stay which i think is a big net positive because that's not how it has to happen and at the very least i'm happy for that so about you Dustin? i don't want to speak out of turn because i'm not super I'm I'm trying to do some research now to see what the sales numbers of Crash 4 were, but I'm pretty sure I can say from what I've looked that it did not sell anywhere near as well as Insane Trilogy. So I know a lot of people want to be upset with Activision because it's like, oh, they're just focusing on Call of Duty. Call of Duty makes them money. Crash 4 did not make them money. I'm Maybe not did not make... Okay. It probably did make them some money. But Activision, they are beholden to their stockholders who expect them to make as much money for them as possible. That is legally what they're obligated to do. So having that team shift over to Warzone, a huge cash cow, Call of Duty, people buy Call of Duty every year over and over and over again. So if you're frustrated that we're not getting another crash game from Toys for Bob, it's because people didn't buy it, you know, and people are buying Call of Duty. It sucks. I don't, I think that it sucks to see a really good game like Crash 4 not do well. And I think partially Activision might be a little bit to blame because I think that they should have charged $40 for that game. Um, because I, yep. I know that for me that was a thing that was like, well, you sp- you charged forty dollars for a remake of three games, and now you're having us pay sixty for one. I I don't know. You could get into the minutia about the fact of being a new game, blah blah blah. I don't want to go there. You know what I mean? A lot of consumers felt that way. So, to me, I just uh, I don't blame Activision. Um, and I don't know if there's anyone really to blame. It's just the reality of the situation that we've got to deal with. Call of Duty makes money. Crash 4 probably made some money, but not Activision money. So this is the way they're going to go. Yeah, I'll, I'll be the one who sticks my neck out and makes the more emotional reaction here. Then I think it's it's kind of fucking dumb, regardless of the hows or whys. I don't like when... And I want to obviously speak for the company and their desires, but I feel like I wouldn't be a fan of the idea of 
consolidating um, what is the revival of a lot of really important franchises where we've seen three kind of mega returns. And a lot of people wanted to see another Spyro game come from them um, because they brought that back too um, after doing a new Crash game. And to kind of, I just feel, have the rug pulled out from all of that where now we don't know what's going to happen with any of those series. Like, it was amazing that they all got brought back and did well. I could imagine you could make a fair argument that Insane Trilogy did leagues beyond better than I think anyone anticipated. That's sold 10 million plus copies. I think Activision, wow. if they thought it was going to go anywhere close to that, they were their 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 estimations were were way off. It just it was a it was a nostal- number one nostalgia sales, but number two is that it was something people were familiar with and it was at a good price point, like Dustin said. So it was a safe buy in. Um, and I think, yeah, they, you know, you, you play with fire and you got burnt. They probably shouldn't have tried to sell it for 60. They they went for it, though. Um, they did their next gen update. Um, and so I don't know if Toys for Bob should, from outside looking in, just my optics, pay a price because they made a bad business decision, which was selling the game at the wrong price point. And I don't think they should have. Um, and I don't want to say pay the price like it's a negative because also what Carrick said is they keep their jobs. This is pretty much a guaranteed job because Call of Duty is going to sell every year. And so that's good for the workers there who just want to provide. And for those who are creatives, which I tend to think that way, which is why sometimes I I admit like I may not accurately represent how everyone's feeling. um, I just think it sucks ultimately because a lot of cool IP are kind of getting put to the wayside for one, which is what we saw happen with Fortnite and Paragon. And I I just it's kind of the the double edged sword of of things becoming really popular is, you know, Activision should act like a company. Um, but it just, it, you know, as a creative, I, it kind of bugs me. It's like, man, you know, I would love to see another Spyro. I'd love to see another crash, another Tony Hawk game. And it's like, well, I guess at least we can say we're getting Diablo and it's coming back in the form of a remake. But beyond that, what's next? Is it just more COD? So I will be the one who well, sticks we'll get, my neck. We'll get more, says that. we'll get more, uh, Tony Hawk. We You'd hope so. No, we will. For sure. Okay. Scoop. For sure. I believe you. Yeah, no, that's not a scoop. That's just a, no, we, Tony, I mean, Tony Hawk himself has talked about moving forward with the IP. So, like, there's definitely a, there's definitely Tony Hawk stuff being made. But when it comes to Spyro, I I just want to answer real quick. When it comes to Crash, uh, the game wasn't amazing Mm -hmm. and it didn't sell well. At, at, At a point, you have to go away from being a business and being a patron. And I don't mean Patreon. I'm, I'm talking a true art patron. So art that's how it used to be. Rich people would say, you as an artist, make whatever you want. I am your, you know, your patron. I'm going to give you money doing this. At some point, that's what we're asking for. Because what we're saying is that the output is what we want, but the output isn't being bought. So obviously not enough people want it. And what I'm saying is I agree because I love to create stuff. Some people don't want it. <laughs> but some point i do have to look at a company and be like dude it, it is it is what it is it is what it is it sucks but it's like it is what it is uh, what, what are we doing and additionally i just gotta say really shitty pr on their part i i got the pr for crash i have no clue it wasn't really uh lifted up ratchet and clank and crash constantly get confused by people who don't know ratchet and clank and and crash and I can see people looking at Crash and going, that's a fucking Sega Genesis game compared to Ratchet and Clank. And uh, Ratchet, Clank, Crank, Ratchet, Clank. Clank. 
Yeah. Sorry, I always want to say crank. Some so, crank. Yeah, right, right. Well, ratchet <laughs> means ugly person too. So I'm always confused by the entire oh. naming convention of that game. Like she's a ratchet. Anyway, yeah. I just think that. Sorry, that is what I. I I just think the PR was fairly terrible, uh, and no one, I don't know who's to blame, but I do think the PR, PR was fairly terrible for, for Crash. I think that oh, the codes came late, fucking not a lot of people were talking about it, and looker for a mascot game, and I think right now mascot games need to be lookers. That's a, Yeah, oh. that's a really good point. Yep. I want to add in real quick, just to clarify before you, you know, your feisty comments. Probably already wrote a comment, already hit send. Uh, so I, oh, I delete your comment. I think you're you're well argued. Well, I just want to say that, like, I do think it sucks for yeah, Toys for Bob. Like, it really sucks if you worked at that studio and you, you know, very talented team. Crash Four. I think I'm a little hotter on it than Carrick, in that I thought it was a really beautiful, well made game. And there's a lot of artists there that did amazing work. And yeah, they don't want to work on Call of Duty Warzone. Exactly. That sucks. Um, I guess I just, uh, I'm more of, I, not more. I don't, I don't want to make it sound like Maddie's not being a realist. That's not what I mean. I'm just thinking, <laughs> no, you know, I have it's, to. It's fine. I don't, I don't think in the end, at the end of the day, I'm being realistic as a business. <laughs> right. From the art perspective. I want to recommend to people, I know that he, um, I don't know, some people have mixed thoughts on. David Jaffe, but he put out a really interesting video about this subject today. Um, and I kind of said some of the points that he did, though I reached those conclusions at this before I even uh, heard the video. The one thing that he did say that I thought was really interesting that I had not thought of was a lot of gamers out there play games and they own, they say, I don't want to play indie stuff. I don't want to play double a i only want big budget triple a god of war you know call of duty halo i don't want to play any of that other stuff it's not that's no good i only play the best and this is something Carrick, that you've always been a champion of that i appreciate not what i just said but in the fact that it can't all be big triple a stuff yeah. right and C crash very much a triple a game but it's not it's not god of war it's not call of duty it's not whatever and so you know Activision is reacting to the market accordingly in that the market is speaking and saying like, okay, we don't crash at $60. Wasn't it call of duty Warzone? That's it. That's what's bringing in the money. So we're going to act accordingly. You know, do you guys also agree, believe like I do that mascots just other than the occasional is not the big business. People want to pretend they are like they're it just, used to that's be a back starter business too. You know. kickstart that shit ukulele that shit exactly ps2 remember when you had to get a racer a platformer and a fucking fighter for your yeah. game like you knew you legit knew that, that was, was happening the path to success <laughs> that was a path to success man and so to me right now that ain't it oh that's well, that, that that path isn't working for him and Carrick, i think you were i think you made a very good point in that you said that uh mascot platformers now they either need to be Three things in order to succeed. Small scale, small budget, but well-made, kick-started, like you said. Or option two is to be extremely high visuals production value. Yeah. That's what Ratchet. There's one final option, and that's to be Mario. <laughs> and then you're good. <laughs> so those yeah, are your three. Wait, 
There's and you know four. Mario, wi- but you got to be bound Wonder World so bad that you can't oh, resist. <laughs> so here's the thing, though. It is funny because it is only Mario that fits because Sonic used to fit. Remember when Sonic right. used to fit, and and it used to be in that list, and then they made. Mm-hmm. Mo- this is why I was so mad about like Master Chief. I've always been mad when a major IP is just put to shit by their companies, and Sega did that with Sonic. You had, you had, and, but Mario, that's the one kudo I'll always give, uh, always give Nintendo is they've like, they know, they know. And maybe Activision doesn't know because Activision isn't a platform holder. I've wondered that consistently. If there is something about platform holders and platforming games, not because they share the name, but because there's a genesis there of like a heritage that they get more time or whatever. Activision is a third, a third party. You know, they I also I got to say real quick before we forget, these IPs need to start being up for sale like we know some other big games, by the way, keep an eye out for some announcements. We're starting to see companies go out there and buy IPs. Guys, Ratchet and, or not Ratchet and Clank, Spyro. Whoa, Maddie turned green. Maddie is I, green. I, I, I don't know what just happened here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't want to miss the point. I just want to say that. So so if Ratchet and Clank is not if Activision is not happy with Ratchet and Clank, hmm. I would love for another company to be able to go and say we want to buy one uh like generation of this one um what would the term be once one one time we would like to buy the ip to see if we can do it i think that would be awesome right nobody does that it would be so good to see that ability that flexibility you are green dude dude like yeah i don't know i'm gonna try to fix this in the meantime okay (laughs) maddie this actually okay sorry we're getting behind inside baseball here but there was a part in Defining Duke this past week where you just were frozen for like a minute oh. or two. I was like, oh no. Yeah, and then yeah. just snap back. Yeah. So I don't I don't mm. know. Maybe Windows Bill Gates Dude. is yeah. trying to fuck I'm you gonna, right uh, now. Yeah, I'm gonna challenge with, Bill to a fight. With with Riverside, man, we'll be talking and like always before we start recording, I'm like, dude, do you think this matters that you're like freezing for me? He's like, no, because it records my side it records you on your side and usually you guys have had no complaints but there have been times where like lately i think the internet is just against everybody man yeah like, uh, just straight mm-hmm. up hates everybody because i'll be doing something that works 99 percent of the time then suddenly it fucking just doesn't work it just doesn't work nothing that we do works and you're sitting there going i don't know what to do i've been so under stress lately because of that because you prepare for something like a podcast and then everybody hits record and somebody's fucking system just turns green. And you're like, seriously, why? Like, just explain why. There's no reason why. Yeah. Addy's frozen right now. Oh, no, Am you're I back right? to moving. No, nope. you're say, back to moving. I was going to say, say now, now it's blurred out because I have to open my camera app to actually focus my webcam. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. so now I'm just blurry for the rest of the show. You're going to <laughs> you're gonna have to live, live with this one for the next, like, hour or so, half hour. Um. As for Toys for Bob, before I green out again, is there anything else um, that we'd like to add on, or shall we move into the patron questions? Let's do the questions. Let's right. go. Cool. Cool beans. Let's do it. So, first question comes in from... Why did it reset? I had it all set and ready to go. Harris. If the Snyder Cut somehow influenced Konami into letting Kojima do one of the following, which would you rather have happened? A complete cut of Metal Gear Solid Five, taking the content from Ground Zeroes and the Phantom Pain, and not only introducing cut content, but actually releasing it all as one finished project the way Kojima intended, or Silent Hills. 
Maddie, since you already we, read the question, you go ahead and answer, but we did this one. Oh. Yes. Oh, I'm trying to remember where we left off. Did it would have been the 23rd. We recorded the 23rd. MGS5. Oh, you recorded um, the 23rd. Okay. Okay, right. here we go. Then I will do Yeah, okay, so I have the questions here. So then I'll do the 27th and on. Because unless Perfect. you time travel, there is no way you could do Oh, that. okay. Maddie, under Sir Kaz, mm-hmm. okay, though that question and the one after it are were both directed towards you, I believe. Okay. Oh yeah, wait. Hold on, I'm trying to figure this out. <laughs> Communication is key in this show, as you can tell. We we make sure everything's functioning just right. I think right Sir Kaz. I think Sir Kaz is the last one that we we skipped it because I was like, "That's for Maddie," and then okay. that was. I'll, I'll I'll rip through them real quickly then, and then we'll get into Pen and Pant, who will be the first group question. But Harris, to answer your question, MGS five. Okay, Sir Kaz writes in, "Hey Ham lads, I believe a few months ago I heard Maddie mention he had picked up Lay of the Jedi. Just wondering how much you've had a chance to read, and what are your thoughts on the book so far? I was thinking I might pick it up soon." Uh, but wanted Mr. Matty Reed's expert novel review. Cheers. Mm. I am probably your last novel critic you're going to want to come to because reading is not a high priority. I like to read, but yeah, I'm pretty much done with the book now. Um, I think I have like 20 some odd pages left. Um, I like it. I think it's good. I think it's worth a read. I think that the old, uh, New Republic got kind of a bad rap by some weird fans out the gate, but don't let that dissuade you. There are a couple of things that they do that are different. You're going to see some different species that hold lightsabers that may, I don't know, for me at least, as someone who's not like an avid Star Wars reader, uh, that did surprise me. But other than that, I thought it was a solid story. Harkens back to the old Republic in a couple of ways, so give it a read. Uh, Sifo Diaz, is he in it? No. Damn it. It's not worth reading. Sadly not. not. There's a a joke I didn't know about in the other High Republic book. Oh my gosh! It was a it's a type of rock that is a character, and someone tricked me on my stream. I was streaming the Xbox indie event. They're like, "Maddie, have you heard about this character? They're pretty awesome." And they were dead serious. And I'm like, "Oh no, I never heard of it." And then someone in the chat was like, "Uh, hey Matt, it's a rock, dude." And I'm like, "Or it's an <laughs> asteroid or something like that." I'm like, Ugh, "I hate when someone does that to me because I'm the most naive motherfucker." I'm like, "Oh, you know, you're clearly not messing with me. I'll give you a chance." Mistakes were made. All right. Damn it. Last Maddie question, and then we'll get into the rest. <clears throat> Lactose the intolerant eight six nine mm-hmm. writes in Maddie, I've done it. I've completed Persona Five Royal. What a game, dude. I can't name any games that after I beat them it hits me in a real way, and this is one of them. Saying goodbye to all your friends was such an amazing way to end the game. I'm so sad right now to be saying goodbye to these fictional characters. I don't have anyone else I could share this with, so I had to share it with all of you. I'm sad to be leaving this game, but I would definitely say keeping Persona on my radar from here on out. Thank you for recommending this. My pleasure. I'm happy you enjoyed this, and this is the feeling that Persona provides you at the end of all of them. So if you like this, play Persona 4 Golden. Play Persona 3 Portable. Great games. All right. Pen and Pen is our first group question. Yo, Hambonies. What are y'all's stance on video game strategy guides? How should they be used? Should they be used at all, considering any problem can be solved instantly using the internet? Oh, fuck yeah, they should be used. Where's your... oh, I like uh, I like the occasional one. I, I think there's no, no me wrong, too. No issues I, whatsoever. What kind of um, 
I'm genuinely asking because I don't know what used do you get out of them. I usually just YouTube where I need to go. Oh, dude, I fucking so so I don't because YouTube may not give you that. Trust me, I've done some. I need this item and I can't find it on a YouTube video. Um, so to me, I just know the date will be there. But like Far Cry Primal, two three years after it came out, I was like, oh, there's a. Um, I think it's Game Pressure does the online guides that you can also download as PDFs if you buy you pay like two bucks. So I did that one. Odyssey. I just got Odysseys recently. There's art in it. There was things I just never thought I would find. And I can't tell you what I need if I don't know it's there. That would So I can't go to YouTube and say, hey, what's this? What's under the tortoise shell? And fucking coordinates, blah, 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 blah. Because I don't know it's there. And so to me, a game guide a lot of times is almost a read. Like, I don't have a bunch. I have like six. But the idea of being able to sit and read through it and go, oh, shit. This hmm. is in this location is actually to me is I like the really old ones. Sort of highly you interesting. Know, to me they're they're not I have uh yeah, I have yeah. I have a strategy guide for Mega Man Battle Network six. I definitely ripped oh, this wow. person off because I got a complete in box and I got the strategy <laughs> guide with it, and that's hundreds of of dollars now because like there's just no complete in box copies of these games available. So I was a little right. hyped about that because I got it for like fifty dollars. Um but yeah, that's like the only one I own currently because it just came with it. And it's like a said he owns some though, right? Or you just don't see a problem with them? Um, no, I don't see a problem with them. The only I own like I have some Kingdom Hearts ones that I bought when I was a kid. Even though I'd already beaten the game, I just wanted to have them. Mm-hmm. Dude, a really cool guide I have is a Tomba Two, oh, the official me. strategy guide. Yeah. Dude, I'm pretty sure it's pretty hard to come by. Which it's sad because I don't have an actual copy of Tomba Two. Uh, so if anyone out there, if you got a copy of Tomba Two, I'll buy it from you. That's a oh. that's a good Christmas gift. I that's got right. Mass Effect, and Mass Effect has a bunch of uh, story stuff that never got in the game too. That's another oh. cool thing about some of the guides is yeah. people don't realize when those guides are made. A lot of times they are made on rough versions of the game. I mean, it depends on when they're done. But Prima used to talk about getting games that weren't even complete fully all that. But sometimes I'll have data, and my, this one had uh, some story stuff. In in fact, I think it was Mass Effect 2, where the end battle turned out to be, they originally wanted it to be against the Elusive Man as a giant head flying around. That was the original plan. So it's cool data to have sometimes. I just realized... Tomba 2, this is an expensive dude, video game, wow. That's why I just bite off you. Uh, I don't know if I'd be willing to spend $200. <laughs> If you want to give me a deal, I'll get, how about this? Well, I don't want it for free, but I don't want to give you full price. <laughs> if you want to do me a favor halfway, how about that? No, I yeah, don't care. Whatever. Yeah, unless you just want the disc. Dude, it's it's expensive, dude. It's so funny because um, the copy of Tomba 2 I had, um, I think I've, I don't know if I've explained this on my podcast. Little background. My mom was very young when she had me, 16. So my uncle is just four years older than me. He still has the copy of Tomba 2 that we played. And I said, either never sell it. And if you're, if you need the money, I will buy it from you or, or whatever. So, but I unfortunately don't have my own copy, but okay. Back to guides. Here's the thing. Some people find the satisfaction of doing everything themselves in a game. And they're willing to beat their head against a wall trying to figure something out. And they'll mm. still be happy, even if it's frustrating. I get to a point where it's if I'm frustrated and can't figure something out, yeah, I just want to move on. Mm-hmm. And there's even if there's times where I've I've like been frustrated and I eventually figure it out, and I'm like, "Fuck, I should have just looked that up." 
because it would have saved me a lot of time. Not everyone's like that. I've said it out loud. I've actually said those words out loud where I banged my head for too long and then done it and been like, man, I could have looked that up. I think you think the longer you do it, Dustin, I think you think the payoff will be better. It never is. Nope. You know, like your brain builds the payoff up and then you're like, oh, okay, this door goes or you get that game where like there's this door. No one knows how to open it. You open it. And it's a tapestry or something. You're like, well, fuck, man. Right. Yeah. So, you know, use if you want to use a guide, use a guide. It's it's not you don't you know, you're not going to lose any gamer cred. Yeah. No. You know, if someone makes fun of you, fuck them. Use a guide if you want to use a guide. I'll use a guide for kicking your ass. That's right. We got one more write-in from Lactose the Intolerant, and then we'll get to Sean Mason. Um, This will be a question, but let me share something with you first. My daughter has been so freaking cute because ever since I beat P5R, she's been wanting to listen to the soundtrack on Spotify. By, by, by the way, Spotify. Sorry, I said that completely wrong. Uh, Kudos to you for beating Persona 5 Royal while having a kid. That's that's an impressive yeah. feat. <laughs> I know people who have no responsibilities and have not beat the game. Anyway, her favorite song <laughs> is Last Surprise. I love sharing my love of video games with her. For example, I'm going to be introducing her to new Pokemon Snap with her this Friday, and I think she'll be into it. Do you feel video games are something to be shared and experienced with others, or do you prefer to experience them in solo mode? There's definitely a time for both, in my opinion, but I do want to see what you think. Keep up the good work, guys, and I'm going to go against the grain here and wish you only the best for you all. All right, so, gentlemen, are you a? I feel like Dustin is a a couch solo guy, you know, games by himself a little bit. Maybe Holly's the 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 co pilot on the occasion. It depends, Holly. I love having her play games with me or being a co pilot, just like sitting and watching and like you know commenting whatever. I love that. She's not into all the games though. Like, if it's a game that's difficult and I'm constantly dying, she can't watch it. She gets frustrated yeah. on my behalf. Like, if I'm think about a game like Celeste or Super Meat Boy, where you're dying over and over and over, she's like, I can't do it. I can't even watch. I can't. <laughs> but other games, like for example, Dang and Rampa, she watched. She started. She was like, Oh, what's going on there? When I was playing on Vita, and lo and behold. We played the entire game together with her looking over my shoulder. Wow. Uh on Vita, which that's why we ended up going and buying this little bad boy for Danganronpa 2 because this was before they ported it to, you know, different consoles. So, yeah, sometimes we are extensively play games together, and other that's times awesome. not at all. That's yeah, so why I'm excited to move in with my girlfriend soon just cuz like Oh, you are? Of, within the next year. Yeah, I mean. Oh, cool. Soon for me. Um Nice. But yeah, we uh, I'm excited to game with her and stuff. You know, it's something we don't get to do a lot just because we live kind of far from each other. But um, for me, I I like my solitude. I tend to game on Discord with a lot of my buddies, like most nights. You know, even if we're playing single player games, we just hop in and chat for a while. But um, there is always at times this yearning that I'm going to do this by myself, not because I feel sad or anything or like lonely. I just want some peace to just absorb the game as is that matters a lot to me so i agree with lactose time and place but um i think you know i think the key here is 
clearly based off my channel, I believe more than anything they need to be shared. You know, it's oh, I'm sharing something every fucking day. <laughs> like, so, um, yeah, that's that's my core belief. Care what about you? I don't care. No. <laughs> like, I'll play on my own. I'll play on my own. I'll play with other people. I just don't care. I just. Sorry. No, I don't mean I don't care about his question. I mean, I just don't care. If people are around, that's great. I don't seek them out. And if they're here, I won't kick them out. I would that love makes, to yeah, know. That, that <laughs> I'd love to know how many accidental fist fights Carrick's gotten it in because he'll just give that what? response. And then, no, like, dude. Like, what do you think, bro? Yeah. Carrick's like, I don't give a fuck. And he's like, God damn it. What did you say? I, like, I didn't I didn't mean that in a dis, in a, in a bad way here. I was just saying, I, I really don't. I really, mm. like, if I don't seek either, but I enjoy both. I, and course. that's just the way I've always been. You I, just I've ebb been. and flow and exist. Yeah. And I think some happens. games, if you're playing like on a, I don't know how he fucking played on a Vita, even in bed with a wife looking over his shoulder. Like that's crazy to me because I get uncomfortable playing solo games for too long with the tablet or the switch. My mm -hmm. arm, like I can't, I can never figure out the right way to prompt myself. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so some games I just know I would play alone. I mm -hmm. absolutely know no switch game would ever be played with me and a wife. Or, or even friends because it's mostly in here. So mm. some some games I just know can't be enjoyed in that way. So that too. But. All right. We got Sean Mason up next. Hey, sexy boys. Recently, I was playing a Jeopardy game with my seventh grade students, and I couldn't believe how many of them were sore losers. It was like they had never experienced mm -hmm. losing in their life. It got to the point where one student threw his Chromebook on the floor, smashing the screen. So my question Damn. is, what is the worst display of someone being a sore loser you have ever seen? Best Sean M. I love I no offense to Sean. I love how he wrote this in because the question just immediately suggests that this was the worst display of losing he's ever seen in his lifetime. I find that incredible. That kid fucking sucks, by the way. And kudos <laughs> to you and any fucking teacher, by the way. My 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 mom's a teacher, my my brother's a teacher. I give them props every single day because I see kids and I cannot fucking stand them at times. They can just—I was they a can terrible, just... terrible student, dude. That's the thing. I mean, it's coming from firsthand experience. Like I used to yeah. suck. I used to be very annoying. I used to be very disobedient, dude. And I was mouthy. And I remember one of my teachers. Oh, sass, yeah, he was. He was like five years after my brother went through school. I came in and they would call me by my last name the day I showed up because they knew how sassy I was. So I showed up and they wouldn't say like, hey, Jeremy, they'd be like, Penner, are you serious? Are you Jeff's brother? And I'd be like, yeah. And they're like, we're fucked. <laughs> my, brother would, my brother and I would get together and it was a disaster. And I remember one of my teachers, he would ask questions. And Maddie, I'm telling you, he knew what I would say. He, I still remember this to this day. He said, what's BF and BF Skinner stand for? And he looked right at me knowing I would say butt fucker. He literally did it. Like he's like, what's BF and BF Skinner stand for? And he just waited. And I'm a dumbass. I'm a little kid. So I'm like, oh, fucker. And he's like, go to the principal's office. I was always doing that oh. stuff. Those teachers are awesome. And my, by the way, all my family's teachers too. My mom's a middle school secretary for 35 years. It's like, I don't know how they do it. <laughs> it's how a, do it's they do it read, without man. karate chopping all the children? Like, how? It's, dude, they're special people. And that's why teachers fucking, those are the people that, by the way, we talk about like COVID and stuff. Those are the people that need, that are like, twice the pay they get if not mm. three times mm. i just don't know how they get away with it i would never be able to do it i'd kill a kid i mean <laughs> i mean it the kids would just start disappearing they'd be like the entire football team would be gone one night and they'd be like what happened <laughs> what's the worst type of loss i mean i see at xbox live 
and PSN, right? We talk about that, how bad they, you know, people can be on those. I think those are probably the worst, just hearing stuff. I haven't really seen a lot in real life. Hmm. I have a short story and it's, go for it. it's just adjacent. It's not, it's a sore loser, but in a different way. I was in a uh, guitar hero tournament when I was in junior high. It's this place. I didn't do very well, but whatever. The kid that the, this the one kid won. He was clearly better than everyone else. And after he won, he mm. they like they were like he was like, oh, I can do fire in the flames. And they're like, do you want to do fire in the flames in front of everybody? He's like, yeah. And so he st- he started doing through the fire in the flames, and he failed out. In front of everybody, he did not say anything. He just like went do do do, went pause and instantly started um, trying to do the AV sync, like like oh. as if it was the TV's fault oh, gotcha. that he lost. He didn't say anything. He just instantly started to like do the controller sync, and I was like, bro. Mm. So you won the tournament and it was fine, but now that you lost and threw the fire in the flames, it's the TV's fault. Okay, yeah, that's a so. pretty good one. <laughs> I don't know if I got a good story. I, I can think of moments I've definitely gloated, like a- as a joke to get at my friends. Um, we did a uh, um, turkey bowl and we took it like incredibly seriously. So we were meeting up, like practicing every week, going over plays. We were talking tons of shit in group chats. And like, you know, we showed up with a level of intensity. Like you thought we were playing for a fucking Super Bowl. <laughs> and so like we show up and we dominated them. Like it wasn't even close. Like it was a a 40 point spread and after every touchdown big completion we're in their face we're talking shit just dude just riding high the whole time so i could say that was the worst display of being a sore winner sore loser hard to think of i feel like i see it a lot but and i think it's okay to be uh, when you're young i don't have an issue like that throwing a Chromebook down, that's an issue with his parents giving him a fucking Chromebook. I'm sorry. That has nothing to do with the kid in that grade having a fucking Chromebook, at least to me. Um, I think sword losers are pretty normal for children. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm yeah. like, I, I'm not, and I because I've taught martial arts all my life, and I can tell you there are sore losers in martial arts. It takes a while of losing. It takes certain types of losing to be past that, and some people never will. We see it in UFC all the time when some guy loses and throws a fit, so it still happens as adults, but I think as a kid, if I see a sore loser, I'm not so bothered by it. I would say I'm more like Maddie, where I remember the sore winners. And I'm sure I've been one, and I've seen them, and they're way worse, by the way. I can understand a sore loser all the time. I get it. You lost. It's a sore winner that I can't stand, man. I fu- Dude, I'm telling you, I get so mad where I'm like, you won. Walk the fuck away. Yeah. Don't be a bad sport. A bad sport is different than somebody who is a bad loser because that's it's a different thing man when you walk away you're still going to (laughs) be a loser you see it in ufc a lot (laughs) you see it in ufc a lot and and but you sometimes also see the bad winner and you're like dude seriously sorry yeah the bad winner. oh sorry you're just like just move on man just move on because a bad winner sticks with people for a long fucking time Mm -hmm. and i i hate it man i get it's nasty. There's a yeah. weird feeling when I see a bad sore winner. Yeah. Were you guys shit losers when you were kids? Because I was. I'm sure I was. I got my ass kicked all the time by an older brother. But I mean, if you guys lost, weren't you like, Mwah! like? Um, I, I think most kids are, aren't they? Maybe not. 
I'm not Jeez. gloating when I say this. I was always commended as a kid and into my adulthood for having a level head in. Oh, well, that's cool. Having humble, being humble mm. for the most part. I never, I am confident, but like, I never really, unless it was, as I mentioned earlier, like intentional, like, you know, we scored a touchdown, you know, I get in one of my right. close friends face, you know, like, let's go, you know, that kind of thing. Like, you know, of course, like that, that you're antagonizing them, but it's not like a level of like, I am so socially unaware that I'm acting better than you. You know, it's like with knowledge. Um, so I, I don't think I, I've had moments where I've lost. Like I remember when we, when we traveled to Canada and we lost, I was, I was pretty upset about that. Um, but you know, like, and I had to like take a moment to really handle it myself before I like got with the team. And so that was probably like the moment I was most sore as a loser. But outside of that, I feel like I've done a pretty good job. And I think it was more so because the investment, I went up and then over across to, to Edmonton to play. And it was like, you know, this build up and we lost. That sucked. That hurts Steven here. I know I, I can, I can feel that. We played well, you know, but it's just, we, we just came up short. So you get a little pissed. Fall 101 guys, our next questions, set of questions. What's up, guys? Hope you're having a truly mediocre day. couple of questions. Maddie, you should definitely do a collab with other YouTubers about E3 predictions like you did a while back. That was so much fun. I actually have a better idea than this, and I, I can't wait to do it. It involves stamps. I'm very excited about it. I came up with it uh, about a couple months ago. Next, I think this is a care question because I believe he has mentioned cryptocurrencies a few times in the past, but when do you think Dogecoin will reach a dollar, if ever? <laughs> <laughs> dude it could dude. it could it's so crazy dogecoin is fucking nuts man Cuban dude i'll be rich about it yeah well i think a lot of people you know i'm, I'm certainly not going to ask but i mean you know depending on what they put in and stuff a lot of people could be is rich it worth now. you gotta sell it as a uh, as a friend point. not professional financial yeah. advice just bros do I throw a hundred bucks at this and just walk away? Absolutely. Not necessarily Dogecoin, but CryptoCoin you should know about because the future will be based in some way around crypto. You need to understand it because if you don't, you will be at a direct negative in everything you do if you're not already. Because CryptoCoin isn't just CryptoCoin. It's AI. It's the understanding of currencies across the world. It's understanding how currencies are made that aren't typical cash-based, you know, backed up by gold. Um yeah, you should because I think that knowledge is useful. For example, the knowledge of Bitcoin and stuff has directly caused me to change myself environmentally because Bitcoin is the destroyer of the world. Like environmentally, it is absolute terrible on the earth. So by learning that, by doing CryptoCoin and understanding that, I actually have caused myself to be like, okay, I need to be a little bit more cognizant of this thing and that thing. So it teaches you other stuff, but it teaches you how international currencies work terribly now how they could work well you know in the future I, I think everybody should throw a little money in and see how it goes even do a fake account there's multiple places that allow you to do fake money accounts mm. and you can see how how it would work i don't have a lot of money invested in doge right now i was looking right now i'm actually not doing bad right now it's hard for me to know my actual oh, profitability yeah. because i've bought and sold like i've you know, sold when it's high and then bought again when it's yeah, low. I know that. Yeah. As of right now, I've got three hundred and four dollars uh in equity in Doge. And my total return is cool. as of right now, a hundred dollars. So I've made a cl- clean hundo from 
Yeah. I, the thing about me, though, when it comes to stonk, stonks and crypto is I'm not I'm not willing to be risky almost at all. Like mm. people, dude, there's um, I'm trying to remember. I think his name's Brennan. He's uh, one of my viewers on Twitch. He invested uh, a not a, a ton of money. I think it was around five or six hundred in Doge. Uh, I think during I'm trying to remember when it was. Anyway, long story short, he made a shit ton of money to the point that he quit his job and is going back to school, and and then is going to you know better himself, wow. get a new get a new job. He dude, and he has kids and stuff. Like he made enough. He like paid off debt. He's taking a time off work in order to do this. So, shout out. I believe it was Brendan. I don't know if I, you know, you See, know, that's the thing. When you've I hear got... those stories, and that's what gets me interested is like that kind of uh, hitting gold moment. Right. And it seems like enough people are hitting it where you want to roll the dice. Here's so the speak. problem with CryptoCoin if you're hearing about it, the big part most of the time is already somewhat passed. Yeah. Right. So what happens? Yeah. So so if you hear about, and this happens to me all the time, you hear about the dark web. You're like, what's that? Well, guess what? If you're reading it on the web, so is the FBI, bitch. So don't go there. <laughs> like you're like, uh oh, because everybody's reading the same data you are. What is good about getting into Dogecoin or something is that you might look at another altcoin, like I do, ADA Cardino, which is incredibly popular. And then you might look at them, and then you can identify your own idea of the next one that might do well, and not have to put a ton in because you're your investment is the money that you would normally have to buy into. So if you now are jumping in with a hundred, you might only have to jump in with a dollar. And I'm not joking about that, dude. I have bought coins that have turned into like dollars when they were in the, you know, 25 cent range and you can buy a huge number. And now they're like at $15 a piece. Hmm. And the reason why I'm able to do that is because I, I study it and look at it and go, okay, what do I think? And I'm certainly no expert. I just know some of the stuff and read it. And I, I think it's vital people who are looking at any kind of finances, banking. For example, I do a lot of banking through staking Cardino, which is staking of the, it's a long story short, but basically it's almost like investing in the coin. And I've made more money in that than I did in two years uh, at US Bank with, with, their, with their percentage rate return. In fact, I've made about six years worth of in, of interest on the same amount of money. Hmm. So there's ways to make money that is, as Dustin said, very unrisky, which is what, by the way, you should be doing. You want to risk, don't come to us and ask. Risk right. on your fucking own, right? Like, I'm not, like, yeah. I'm never. We're like, not liable. Dude, well, that's the thing. It doesn't even matter. I don't even want it on my um, brain. I don't want it on my brain that I've ever told somebody it's a good plan. Mm. <laughs> I just don't. There's that's one thing that I've I've said in my Twitch streams where I've talked about crypto and stocks. I don't know very much, but here's what I do know. Robinhood and crypto, you can make informed decisions. It's still gambling. It's basically gambling. Actual investing, like getting a Roth IRA or something like that. That is a that's actual like good investing, putting $50 a month into something like that. With Robinhood or any of these, you know, stuff like that, you can you should only put in what you're comfortable losing, right? Like that's why the amount of money in my Robinhood account, uh, I okay, and this is after, and this is from 
making i think i initially put 300 in and now i have like 600 i'm just like it's for it's fun for me it's gambling literally like so when when you're doing stuff like that there's there's ways you can do smart and safe investments like i said like roth ira or something like that that's what you should do that's what if you're dude if you're in your 20s and you're you've not started investing no you you need to start investing you need to start maddie i think we've talked about this maddie yeah are you investing yeah, Roth. Hell yeah. Yeah. I do I'm, that acorns. I, I, I don't mind awesome. I don't mind trying to get a little risky. Not big risky, but I don't mind trying to get a little risky. But I always sure. end up saying like, why wouldn't I just take the safe avenue and just, you know, keep doing that over time? And then you... if I have the extra funds, try something a little risky in the middle of all that, right? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. There's that's 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 it's fun that's fun money. That the point, risk yeah. I see is pretty crazy. I've got into it. When I was younger, I did stocks for, I made a killing on stocks. And then I got killed on stocks. And mm-hmm. that is because they're even, by the way, most stocks are safer than crypto coin by a thousand percent. So yep. I got killed on a stock. You can certainly bet your ass you can get killed on. By the way, I sold over a thousand Bitcoin at one time when it was like 50 cents. And I thought I was doing well. That's, that's why. That's why I am a. I don't give a f- about anything kind of guy because I've looked back on some of the stuff and been like, oh, I could be a billionaire right now. I mean, shit happens. Yeah, invest in in these kind kind of things you want. If you were a but, billionaire, um, you wouldn't be here on this risky. show. So there you go. Yeah, it, You've it, been it, it's risky. Just watch out, you know. And again, none of us are giving you. We have to say this. Mm-hmm. I would anyway. None of us are giving you uh, any kind of financial advice at this time. No. I have a question. Literally, we have to say it. (laughs) I have a question for you guys, real quick. uh, Just because I'm curious. So, uh, on my boys' weekend a couple weeks ago, we were in Erie and we did go to the casino there. So good. And I've only been, I was at a casino one time in Vegas uh, when I first got married because Holly was there for a, uh, it's like a, she, she was presenting a paper from her college and it was in Vegas where the event was. So we were in a casino. Spent like $20, lost it. I was much less, uh, I had much less cash back then. So I didn't want to risk any more than 20. I'm still very risk averse. So this time, big spender, I, I went $50 and I lost <laughs> it all. And I was, dude, I, I walked out of the casino. I was like, fuck, I could have bought a delicious, yeah. HQ steak for $50 and I would have been very pleased. And I was like, you know what? Casinos, they're not for me. No, I just, I don't know. They're not, I can't do it. I, um, I went there when we were at, um, the Greenbrier in, in, uh, West Virginia for the Fallout 76 event and myself and juice had, and a couple other people from the PR agency were just walking around doing like penny slots and stuff. And I pulled out 20, and I, um, I think I got up to about 80. I was like, damn, all right, not bad. Now, I was like, well, let's see how far I can go. That's where I learned my lesson. Not because I compulsively did it. Like they said, you should cash out. I said, well, I don't care if I lose this right now. I wasn't even trying to impress anyone, by the way. I was just like, it, I took out 20. This To me, this is invisible money here. So I just want to see if I, if I can get up to like 500, then it's, we're talking a little bit different. I was like, let's just see how, how much this system is really rigged. Because I've never gambled before. So it was kind of like an experiment for me. After that, I've never gambled because I lost all my money. But also, I watched my girlfriend. She went to a casino, and I was with her. And I think she took out 
50 bucks and she got up to like 250 and i told her i was like look i've been close to this sort of moment before i said just walk away <laughs> i said just i said take your money she stayed she lost it all or she broke damn. even sorry she broke even she didn't lose oh. it all she broke even and she was like damn i could have been out of here like 200 bucks richer and i said yeah i said but now you know i said you either never it's gamble so- again or you go back and you win again it's so fucking fun. We went down every from Oregon to uh, to Vegas was um, or to Reno was about ninety nine bucks a, a round trip on a shit flight, and we went every weekend for over a year. I paid my rent for a year. The first time I went down, I won twenty four grand. I think the first time I went down, we just oh, kept shit. playing. So listen to this though. I learned how to gamble from fucking Caesar's Palace, Sega Genesis. That is quite literally how I learned how to gamble. Wow. That is not a joke. I broke the game. I got the 999. My friend Roger's like, how'd you do that? We figured out how to do it. It was roulette. It was just covering It was just covering a lot of numbers. And, and you don't get a huge return. You just Your chance of return is higher. So we played and played and played. And I got to tell you, man, there's nothing. It, it does not matter how, how good it feels when you win. When you walk out a loser, which I have done, there's no that fucking parking lot is an empty, barren, porn filled trash heap of despair when you walk out of a fucking Vegas hotel or a Reno hotel when you have lost. Mm-hmm. And that's what I warn people. I'm like, you got to be able to handle it. So when I I would do what you guys were just saying, I would know I only went I think the first time I went with a thousand, but I saved it and I went on purpose. So it wasn't like I just had a hundred in my pocket. And mm-hmm. that's why I did well. But if, if I ever lost, I would always tell people, I'm like, dude, I went down. We went down to have fun as guys and we had fun. This is what my plan was. And then you have to you have to understand how to walk away. And uh, it's it's not called winning. Fuckers, if it was if you were winning all the time, it'd be called winning. It's called gambling. So you have to understand you will lose and you have to be prepped because I've seen friends devastated from it. And that's why I tell yeah. people to don't not gamble. When you see somebody devastated from gambling, that's a very I think it's very precarious like how how far somebody can get depressive from gambling that's why i get really nervous because i do have family members who are addicts too of right gambling. And well that was dude it's it's bad it's the worst thing i've ever said it's i think it's almost worse than some drugs it's sure it's rough to watch sorry what were you gonna say well obviously the thing for me is that that's why i was like okay we'll try this for real fifty dollars that's a it's yeah. not a little amount it's not a lot and I felt kind of devastated. And I was like, well, and it, I can't. This is not for me. This is it's yeah. just not not my thing. And, and that's good fine. on you because some people don't. They double down on that. And that's the worst thing. Have you ever heard anybody say that? They'll be like, I'm going to double down on the loss. And you're like, dude, don't. They'll be, what their idea is, you lost 50. So if I go in and bet 100 and win, I'll get it back. And you're like, right. dude, that's not how math works, man. It's well, don't, just don't do it. <laughs> to be fair, I may have had a very different feeling if I put $50 in and I walked out with $500, I'd have a way different. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe your feeling on gambling probably comes down to what was it like the first few times you tried? Were you successful or you I'm not? I'm absolutely sure it does. Yeah. Cause and I am like zero for three of the three times I've gambled and they've never been very oh. much money, but right. See, it's funny because I think I got eased into it. Because we had a tradition with my Mimi. Every Christmas, she would just get us scratch-offs at mm. like $20 oh, a scratch-offs. Oh, my God. My grandma, too. So, my grandma, too. So yeah, you just Please. rifle throw them. You're like, oh, I won. Yeah. Cool. If you didn't, you're like, oh, whatever. I didn't buy them. No offense to my Mimi, but like, I, I, I didn't buy them. So it was like, 
hey, if I win, oh. we're winning big no matter what, even if it's five bucks. Right. Like, right. So it was kind of that feeling. And so you, I was introduced to the game of chance in a way that I think was a little more healthy, <laughs> if you productive, will. Though. Yeah. Productive. The dark side takes its time, baby. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, <laughs> I'm glad you didn't, didn't, though, because I've seen it ruin people and they're stealing. We had, I mean, I know somebody who's broken their own family members windows to steal money out of purses to go gamble at like the bar and you're just like that's it's it's almost unstoppable too because gambling isn't like a drug where you can say it's illicit it's not it's completely i mean in most places mm-hmm. there's some type of gambling that's 100 allowed and if somebody's addicted to it it's that's why i, I wish nobody gambled and myself because it would be better that way it would just be a better world if we didn't know what it was Sorry for the downer, everybody. No, no, not at all. I was I was should have had a better story, but I didn't have. No, one. it wasn't I'm a just... downer. To, not, I shouldn't say it wasn't a downer, but like I, I, I feel fine. I was more so just looking at the questions and what we had next. I was gonna say I'm a little hesitant about this next question. J Lopez seven three three one writes in. Quick question, dudes. Mass Effect Legendary Edition or Resident Evil Village? Uh, I've played Mass Effect two and three, but not one. And I've played a handful of Resident Evil games. Resident Evil. Try something new. Yeah, yeah I'm going to lean towards that. But the reason I'm hesitant is it's like Village isn't out yet. It might be shit. So how are we supposed to recommend which one yeah, to buy? Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's so, too far out to call. I think Mass Effect's a safer purchase because you know what you're going to get. In the terms of story, I've been saying this in my coverage, is that we've seen what happened with Master Chief Collection. The games are made. We're fine. They can't fuck it up. And they did fuck it Dude, up. So, or that uh, that Mafia remaster that came out last year. Remember that? Was it Mafia Definitive Edition? Yeah. No, no, no. Mafia no, Two. Oh, two, 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 two. Yes, yes, yes. It was yes, pretty yes. bad. Yeah. But to me, the reason why I said that is because you can already get Mass Effect and um, get Resident Evil, and then if you don't like it, you can get Mass Effect. You don't even need the re- remaster of Mass Effect anyway. You can mod right. it. It's a weird comparison of those two games, though. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, that's a, right. That's a weird. Should I get FIFA or should I get fucking Star Citizen? And you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it depends. Uh, also, I guess your income, you'll get a lot more, I think, out of Mass Effect just by yeah, sheer replayability right, alone. Um, so if that matters to you, consider that. But my suggestion, as always. By the way, I'm not guaranteed to review copy of any of these, so it's not to push you to my channel, but just wait for reviews. Make your call. These are releasing within a week of each other, so if you can wait till the 14th or whenever Mass Effect reviews end up coming out, I don't know, um, and seeing then um, which one you should get. Not too far apart where I think you will live. That's the beauty of Game Pass. You can you can kill time with something else while you wait for reviews for other games, just to say. Through that. <clears throat> Paco Luigi's up next. This first question is for Dustin. Hey, gents, I've got two questions. The first is for Dustin only. You must choose your side. Which Mass Effect is best? I beseech thee, come to the light. That is the first Mass Effect. Mm. I am going to be replaying Mass Effect, not when the trilogy comes out, just because I'm going to focus on some other, the newer games for the time being. Mm. But I do want to replay them all. So keep in mind that I have not played these games since they came out, really. Yeah, it's been since Um, then for me as well. So my gut says uh, Mass Effect 2 is my favorite of the three. Hmm. So there you go. Good for you. We've officially outnumbered Carrick, and he feels very uncomfortable for the rest of this show. It might be. Dude, 
This is the thing, though. It's been long enough that literally all those three games mostly blend together in my brain. So the thing about Mass Effect 2 that I like is the end mission. And I like the the uh, theme of, like, gathering the team. You know, getting the team together for the mm-hmm. big mission at the end. I love that. It's a good, it's a good way to tell an RPG story, gathering yeah. the team. It always works. And it yeah, does, it always It does works. a really good job. Yeah. <laughs> Second question from Paco Luigi. Any commentary each of you would like to provide on the future of esports? Recently, the Olympic Games have added categories along this vein. And overall, various professional esport leagues seem to be taking off. What do you predict to be the next chapter or focus of esports cheers paco i feel very behind on esports because i never care enough about a game to watch it i loved overwatch so i tried a little bit of that but that's around the time i fell out of love with overwatch and so call of duty here and there for a tournament but overall i just haven't cared about a game enough to care about esports but i know i'm very much an outlier on this so do you do you have any either you have any thoughts on this? Go ahead, Justin. I don't have any comment just because I'm not an esports guy. So mm. I it would be wrong. I honestly I feel like it would be wrong of me to comment because it's just not my forte. And I'll just say you should see stuff from me in the coming uh two months that I think people will be pretty surprised about for the channel that is around esports. I think also um we might see esports where it's a normal sport we're expecting, but somebody's commentating over it, like the NASCAR racing games and stuff. And I, I recently there's been huge uh, events of racing games where like you have a full on commentator talking while these guys are racing or doing that kind of stuff. I could see that being more interesting than let's say a League of Legends. Mm-hmm. League of Legends is great to a lot of people, but to be an Olympic thing, there might be a disconnect between watcher and and understander you know the person who's understanding what the yeah. fuck they're seeing on the yeah. olympics um that didn't stop snowboarding and skiing but i think snowboard or sorry snowboarding but skiing let snowboarding in where i don't know if there's a connection on video games where if they see something they expect to see like race cars or something they might be able to i don't know i don't know i think uh, olympics who knows man i think the olympics is grasping at straws right now though that's just I, I feel the olympics is adding it more just because they don't know what the fuck to do with the olympics I mean, yeah. what do you do? Russia's roided up. Russia got kicked out. I don't think Russia's still even able to go back. I think their ban was like six or eight years for just massive steroids. Their dudes are rolling around in nicotine patches and injecting their own nutsacks with fucking like, <laughs> the ball grease from bowls. I'm not lying. They got busted big time. Like They did. They did. And so it's like if amateur sports are that bad, I think they're probably – I think it's more about them just you know, trying to find some <laughs> modern feeling to it. You didn't. You didn't hear about that. I mean, you don't probably don't follow the Olympics, Maddie, do you? I no, I, I I only laughed just because you. injecting nut sacks is a, a term I didn't expect to hear today. <laughs> pretty that dark. Was, it's pretty dark. <laughs> no, but just I say a ton of foul, foul stuff. You know, <laughs> just I, I love immature humor, so you can, you can usually get a laugh out of me if you include a body part somewhere. <laughs> okay, well there we go. Yeah. It's good to know. Natural Calamities, our last set of questions for the show. Greetings, Carrick, the Keeper of Hounds, Dustin, the Editor-in-Chief, and Maddie, Voice Actor of the Year. I want to go against the curve and wish the three of you a good day for once because you need a good day mixed in with all that mediocrity. Now, for my questions, gents. Number one, what are the odds we see Sony take the approach of Game Pass and say, 
PS Now day one. Is this even feasible? Do they have the infrastructure? Has Microsoft beaten them in the avenue? Could they even take this approach? Dustin shaking his head already. He knows the answer. Lead the charge. No, this is, I mean, it's a good question, but it's, Mm -hmm. it would never happen. This is Sony's ace in the hole is their great exclusives. That's why you buy a PS5 is for those exclusives. So, and they make a lot of money off the profits of those exclusives. So I just don't see them. They don't got the the money bags that, that uh, Microsoft has to offer that in the, in a subscription at all. Agreed. That's my answer. Yeah. It would be crazy if they did it, but I don't think they have the ability to say that. And plus they, because of their, and I don't say it's in a negative way, surprisingly, but because of their kind of ego and their approach to their their mightier than thou exclusives, which are top notch quality, they believe you should be paying for them. And people have bought into that mindset where people will pay for them. So why wouldn't they take your money in that way? And, you know, Microsoft can't afford to shortchange themselves a little bit, but their plan's different. And people need to understand that, like, companies don't need to copy each other. Like, I, I'm curious to see whatever PlayStation That's does so for bothersome. a Game Pass competitor. But I kind of like how Microsoft does have Game Pass and PlayStation does have these good exclusives that I will go and pay for. I think that's more exciting than what people are suggesting, which is, like, PlayStation doing their own Game Pass, which I think the PS Now selection isn't as bad nowadays. But, um, you know, my buddy's been streaming, like, the Sly Cooper collection, which is awesome to see. Um, but other than that, it's just, like... You know, I kind of like how each of them are doing their own separate thing very well. uh, Next question, last question. Do you see a future where every new AAA game on Xbox is day one Game Pass and buying big releases? Just a thing of the past on Xbox, making the only expense really the hardware and third-party games. And if they take this approach, how long do you think they can sustain it? It's It's already happening. It is already for sure a thing. That's actually what Microsoft has already stated because I thought he was meaning all games and he said third party would be separate. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, okay. I was going to say, there's never a reality where all third party games, but he made that distinction. So, yeah, he did make the distinction. Unless there was a misunderstanding on his behalf, I should specify what third party is. I, oh, true. Yeah. Maybe. If he thinks third party or that's the question, I don't think any of us would ever state that that'll always happen. Yeah. Unless Microsoft. It wouldn't even have Microsoft would have to pay dollar for dollar. It would be yeah. weird. You know, yeah. like it would be it'd be a lot. <laughs> it'd be some serious. Can you imagine Rockstar being like GTA seven or whatever the fuck I we're also on now? I think Xbox to to, to to play in this question a little bit on why I don't think it would ever happen anyway is because I think Xbox understands that number one, the seventy dollar price tag makes Game Pass a lot more attractive, but also the kind of like not guarantee of every game going on to game pass not that people would not buy into it if they were like every triple a games on game pass don't get me wrong but i also think that it plays in their hand a little bit saying yeah, in certain moments you don't have to spend 70 dollars, and that excites people that creates those surges which brings people in um and yeah. it brings them in in quick fashion too so um they just have to pick and choose when they're going to buy something out uh but other than that, no, they are not going to make every AAA game day one release on Game Pass. But anyway, thank you for the questions, everybody. Pretty short list of questions this time around. So we actually we managed to, to rip through this pretty quickly. Um, gentlemen, it's been a fantastic episode 301 slash 300. 
appreciate you doing this with me. It's been it's been a blast. And is there anything you want to cap off the show with? He just tried. He just did you see that? He just tried to fucking steal back the three hundred. Huh? Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah, of course. I was there in spirit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. What did you No, I don't wow. have anything other than uh everybody enjoys returnal make sure make sure to understand throwing a controller doesn't help it work better right yeah that, that's definitely good advice yeah i'm just um i'm hungry you know i want to eat something i'm trying to i'm food. i might it's i'm thinking either mexican tonight or thai oh. either oh, way i the, want like a mexican. seasoned rice i think yeah mexican, you know what i mean sure. hey did you see me during the show i was munching on one of these uh, breakfast breaks here. I oh. got some cheese, some uh, some nuts, and some dried cranberries. Mm. It was a quiet little snack I was having at the beginning of our show. I've, I've you started... did a good job because if yeah, you were yeah. crunching on the mic, I might have quit the show. Yeah, I know. I, right. I made sure. Man, to, that's why when I don't know, you'll course. notice if you look back. I, I stepped away from the mic, threw it in my mouth, chewed, oh, and stepped gotcha. in when I was done Dude, chewing and swallowing. Nothing in the world will piss off a, gr- a community faster than some jackass masticating noisily and wettily on a fucking mic dude it i've seen podcast streams go so bad with me when i have a friend who'll be all yeah so anyway (laughs) i i have a buddy who just smacks his gums with any food he fucking has man and it is egregious he drinks loud he chews every time we're like bro Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Every I like the time. idea of a person drinking loud. Now, because I'll joke and sip really loud when my wife's here. I'll be like, but I, how do you drink loud? Like, do you mean like he the makes the sound when he swallows? Like the, like the oh, gulping. It's God. like the, you know, I don't want to make the yeah. noise for the sake of the audience. But you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Like the that hard <laughs> swallow every time. Oh, man. And sometimes they'll do it, of course, to, to antagonize us. But sometimes right. he just does it and we're like, bro, what are you doing? He's like, what? What? I'm drinking, man. Like, no, you're fucking not. You're inhaling the whole bottle. That's not drinking. Wow. That's a bad friend. I'm just joking. If you're watching, <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, nope. Don't got anything. Hashtag. Uh... No, I don't want to say that. That would be. I was going to say hard swallow. But that's just so <laughs> <wrong>. No. <laughs> Best to just steer clear of that one completely. I won't come up with a hashtag for this one. My mind's already in the dirty mind. But we do need a hashtag. We need to always in. Maddie was there. Maddie was not there. We'll let the audience decide <laughs> oh one or the other. Okay, there we go. That's exactly right. You vote. If Maddie, if you feel Maddie should get anything from that, Maddie was there. And if you agree with us, the people who are right, and that he wasn't, you do Maddie was not there. I can roll with Perfect. that. Perfect. I'll put the trust in the audience's hands. <laughs> All right. All right, we hope you all enjoyed this episode of the Hammer Radio Podcast, and we'll see you all next week for episode 301, 302. We'll decide when we get there. We'll decide when we get there. Wow. <laughs> okay, peace out. Peace see ya. Out.